You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post on- What up? Fran, what is going on, man? Not much, man. had a uh, bit of an emotional weekend this weekend. Okay. Um, I had... I was off this weekend, but I had to go to a funeral on Friday. Um, my grandma on my mom's side passed away. 98 oh, years old. Condolences, man. Yeah, 98 years old. I've man. never met this grandmother, correct? No, no, no. I don't think you've okay. met her. You may have run into her a couple of times. Is this possibly? Is this your, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that neighbor's? Yeah. See, I'm, probably no, okay, Coach, because that neighbor... The mom of her is the is your is your mom's it's sister. My aunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I then I may have. Yeah, probably, she may have popped in. Have. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, you probably possibly. seen her and didn't know. But her not like your dad's mom. Like no, 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 never no, no. Been you never met thing. her. No, no, oh, not in that capacity. No, no, no. Well, condolences. I mean, yeah, ninety eight, man. man. Ninety eight years old, man. Um, it's nothing to even feel. You know, feel. I mean, you feel sad because yeah, you miss yeah, a person, yeah, but yeah, they they did it all. I mean, did it all. Uh, you know, almost hit that century mark for sure. She was. Up to 98, you know, she was well aware, you know, yeah. as far as, you know, some people get, before they even get to lose 80, it a little bit, lose it, but she I'm was, going through that right now. My granddad's in the 70s. Yeah, yeah she was, so, she yeah. was, she was well aware, but she did have some heart complications, but the heart complications was from COVID. She got oh, wow. COVID, 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 and that, I think that sparked yeah. um, some issues. Kind of, and, kind of uh, put her on a bad path. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she had heart complications and, and that was pretty much it, but. Get your shots, man. Yeah, man. So, um, we, uh, went out, she. She's from here, but uh, her sister and uh, some other family have already have a family graveyard in Virginia. So we had to, okay. we had to ride up Virginia. Okay, had the yeah. service down there. Put her, you know, put her to rest um, with her family. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we yeah. did that, and then um, yesterday. So that was crazy drive. Right. Oh my goodness. Four How hours. deep in the Virginia? Like. Oh my what, goodness, sp- man. Do you know the specific part that Bi- you were in? Burksville or something? Burksville, like, something like that. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. You, it, were, you were it, up it was, in it. It was super deep, and then coming back, got caught in traffic. So that put like an extra hour and a half. Then the Nationals uh, game, was that Friday? That's, that was a shooting outside of the Nationals yeah, Was it game. a mass shooting? Or no? no, like somebody got shot, but people panicked and they canceled yeah, yeah. the game. Mm, yeah, yeah, so I don't yeah, know if that was the same. I'm just trying to, you said right, traffic. But they get caught in that, that D.C., Virginia yeah, type that's traffic. Just, it's bad in general. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we got caught in that. And then yesterday we went to... New York. I was in New York. Oh wow! I love man. I was. I love going to New York, man. It's great city. I love going. I would never live there no, ever. No, it's a scam. But I, I love it there. They call New York is a rat race to the bottom. It's only like ten. <laughs> it's only like ten percent of people that go to New York and fall into that. Like it's the grind and the connections yeah, yeah, yeah. that actually do something. Yeah. End up writing on SNL or yeah. being on Broadway. Well, that's the thing is going like the LA though, right? It's kind of. It's like very much like LA. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very that Instagram documentary that we watch. Yeah. Most of the people end up like the people in the documentary. Yeah. Where just like, you're just posting pictures, making people back home think that you're doing a thing, right, but right. you're really not. It's like, so, you just work at a restaurant. Yeah, it's so easy to do that in those those two cities. Absolutely, like, yeah. Just, like It looks like, oh my God, like I saw Will Smith today. Right. That's cool, right. but like you work at Arby's. Right, right. You know? so, so you're just working at Arby's in LA or in New York, but yeah. it, it's a trick. And you're yeah. paying $4,000 a month for rent and you're living in a one- a loft, yeah, <laughs> like you're like a a studio apartment, yeah, or you're in a 
some people live like in a closet room in somebody else. Like you're like subletting a room in a somebody else's apartment. That's that's crazy. It's, it's, no it's, it's wild. That's no way. I would I would never live there. It's just it's too crowded. But I love going there. It's beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. It's a, there's an energy about it. It is. Man, every time I go there, I go, because I, I you go there and you see Ferraris and Rolls Royce and you go, yeah. God damn it, man. Yeah. You know as much as I talk about luxury it's a, cars. It's a beautiful. motivational type it's of like, city. Oh, I love. But you can just live in New Jersey and and catch the train. Well, that's what we did. We always yeah. we always ride to we drive to New Jersey, catch the ferry, and go yeah. and go across. It's I so mean, much just easier. to live as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's so know, much easier. It's so much easier. Hustle. But yeah, it was. It, it had a good time. Um, every time I go there, I try to look for somebody famous. I'm always looking. They're saw, walking around. I saw I saw Bay again. This is the second time I saw him. So who? Saw Bay. Salt Bay? Saw him twice. I think he has a restaurant in New York. He does. Does he I, wear that uniform? He we- the black shirt and or the white shirt with the black pants. Yeah, right? but yeah, I saw, I saw him had a black. Oh, shirt. So but he always when has he's the off glasses. work. He goes yeah. black. He has a black. That's incognito. I call him at the light. He always has the black shirt on. He has the oh in the car. The he he drives a Camaro. He drives a black Camaro. Oh, you know his car and everything. Yes, I called him. <laughs> the last time you saw him, he was in the he, car. Last too? time I saw him, he was walking. Oh, so you must walk around. You must. It might have been the same. been in the district that he is lives in. Probably. Yeah, I, I saw had him this. Twice. Con- I had this conspiracy. <laughs> like when I first saw that guy, I thought he was uh, like fake. Like anybody could just oh, put their yeah, hair yeah. in a ponytail and wear yeah. sunglasses and have like uh, a thin mustache and a little <laughs> bit of chin hair. Yeah. But I think that he is because I'll see. So it'll be. I'll, I've seen so many when he was at his peak. It's kind of mm. leveled off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he was at his peak, I was like. How are all these celebrities? He works every night, like every cele- Shaq. Everybody had a right. video of him cutting steak at their table right. and throwing it to him and stuff. Yeah. It's like this guy's the hardest working guy in the business. Yeah. I mean, every night, and then I'd be like, "This looks like New York, but this looks like L.A. Yeah, and this looks like Greece." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "I yeah. don't think that. I think this is just a, a bunch of several Mexican people all dressing up in a costume." Mm. But I've, cause I don't. What's his real name? We don't I know that. No you idea. Know, we're all just calling him Salt Bay. Yeah. Who's the original? Who's the guy? I want to know that. Oh man. Cause anybody could just be like, I'm Salt Bay. Yeah. Just dress just like him. I mean, it's not. But hard he's a to. very. It's not. That's what it's, I mean. Yeah. He's not. It's just. Especially the sunglasses are very huge. Yeah. So they and sunglasses already like kind of disguise so much of your face. Yeah, yeah. So all you need is like a nice ponytail. Yeah. Or a shirt. Now in this case, this is a black shirt. Yeah, a black shirt on. Yeah. You know, that's him being inconspicuous. But he had his window down. He wasn't he trying to be. Oh, he wants people Absolutely. to see him. Absolutely. You don't have yeah, your hair in that car, kind of His car's loud. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so easy to spot him. I, I knew that was him because yeah. I think the last time I saw him, he was walking on that same street. I think his, his restaurant may be on the same. Street. Sure. So, but it was. It was oh, good. I hear he makes a mean. I mean, uh, from the videos, obviously, yeah, yeah. I, the the shit looks good. Yeah. But I hear his restaurant's crazy. Yeah. Like I mean. The, it is. the steak is incredible. Yeah, but, but I'm sure it's not cheap yeah. at all. Again, though, I, I love going there. Every time I see somebody that's like seven foot, I go, "He has to. He has to be." Do something. What gets me is I, I'll look at him and they go, "Yeah." So it's like it, it gives me. It, so I get the concern like, "Oh, you must not be you." There's somebody, but you don't want to be noticed. Yeah. And well, you're, you're trying to see if somebody will notice you. notice you. Yeah. Because I saw a guy. He just kept looking at me like. I was like, <laughs> and I was looking. At him, I was trying to like, I know him somewhere. Like, oh, this guy's gonna. That's gotta be embarrassing though, because in his <laughs> mind, he might have been like. Oh man, this guy's gonna ask me for a picture, yeah. and then you don't. Not so then you feel dumb. Yeah, because I don't know. Because you're like, you like getting that that um anxiety of like, yeah. oh, God, I gotta take a picture. I just wanted to come here and get ice cream. Yeah, and then nobody asked you for the picture. Yeah, because we went to we ate at Joe's Pizza, which is a famous pizza place in there. Sure, Conan go there. They had pictures all on the wall. Yeah, love but, Conan. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, it happy was Conan. retirement to Conan O'Brien. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no New York. Uh, quick story because I don't really. There's so much. Not that I don't have anything to talk about in the news, but mm. there's so much catastrophe happening in the world that yeah. I don't want to talk about what any else of it. Mean? You know what I'm saying? Like the the Pacific Northwest is burning, the East Coast is flooding, the Europe is 
drowning. Like, it's just crazy. So I don't want to talk about any of it. Quick story. So I went to New York, mm-hmm. you know, less than American Idol. Yeah. Right. So less than American Idol. It's probably like three years ago now. Damn. We went, we went to, yeah, time flies. Yeah. We went to New York to do the audition mm-hmm. and he got through and he has friends in New York, right? Okay. They, um, they do this thing called Daybreaker. It's a really cool, like, drug free rave. All right. In the morning, like, they do yoga. It's really cool. Like, oh, okay. it's super cool. Like, yeah. But he is affiliated with them. He does, he sings at their events and stuff. I met Rada from daybreaker and we went to their like they have like a office it's Mm -hmm. all bohemian and the walls are brick but there's like vine plants hanging from the thing they had a bidet in the bathroom it all was just very it all felt very uh like on the cusp of something Mm -hmm. i felt like i was in in the middle of like a really something that was about to happen right and um that was the day i was supposed to leave and come back because we had been in new york for two days for this audition and I met them, and they're like, "Oh my God, yeah, um, Les, Les, you got to come over to the to the apartment tonight for dinner." And Alvin, you come too. You guys can come, <laughs> yeah. And just like you can just stay the night. Right. I like have my bus ticket planned yeah. and everything. I'm like, and they like hypnotized me. Mm. I was like, I was like, because again, it's that New York thing. Yeah, you know? man. You get caught up in the thing. Yeah. Like all the all the like the the dudes are wearing like uh non-gender conforming clothes none yeah. of the women have bras on i was like this feels like they want to miss it it's just yeah i'm like yeah, they're, yeah. they're like they're like yeah. in they're on the cusp of something yeah. they're, these are like they're advanced people yep. right so i was like you know i'm i'm like yeah man i, I i'd like that i think i'm <laughs> yeah. like i can just cancel my get, bus yeah, ticket and i'll come yeah. i'll get the bus tomorrow <laughs> yeah. so i called sierra i was like hey uh i think i'm like i think i'm gonna stay the night <laughs> Uh, I might live on here forever. Might, yeah, but really, because she was like, she was like, "What do you like?" I mean, this is like we were there for like an hour at yeah. this office. She was like, "What do you do in Baltimore?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I just like a job. I work at a port." She's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they have ports here. Like, you could just do that just here." here yeah. yeah, I mean, really, like legitimately. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, there's ports and water and stuff. Hey, you can just do that anywhere." So really, Vince, you, <laughs> man, an hour, bro. That's why, like, I don't know if I could go do New York. If yeah, I go yeah. do New York, I got to go with my own insulated crew of people. Yeah, it's a with, different. And it's... Not, like, not fall spell, fall under the spell of New York. Yeah. Because, you know, if I was somebody who, like, wanted to be on a stage or be an actor, and then you go see a Broadway play. You absolutely be there. And you meet the wrong person. Yeah. And they're like, just drop everything and just follow your dream. Yeah. And I'll be like, why wouldn't I do that? Right. i just do that. And the next thing you know... I'm working at Joe's Pizza, yeah, miserable, yeah. but like every once in a while I see Vin Diesel somewhere and I'm like, so you know what? This is why I moved to the yeah. big, the big app. And that lasts maybe a day. Exactly. <laughs> then I got to pay my $5,000 a month mortgage. Great. I mean, rent. And then yeah. I have money in my pocket to only eat Joe's Pizza where yeah. I work at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so like 360 days of the year, I'm miserable. And then for those five days, you yeah. get that, you get enough motivation you land a, you get like a commercial mm-hmm. or like you're like a background actor in a, not even an actor, like an extra yeah. in, in a, in a, a movie or something. You're like, that's why I can never leave. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a beautiful city. You know, we went to Soho and it's Soho's like, awesome. Yeah. You go down there and you got the off white store. You got fucking all these other stores. You go, damn, these people got walking past their bags. And all that. It's like, damn. Living life. It's man. life. But, it's but like, that's man. only like 5% yeah, of New York. <laughs> I know. Most everybody else is, was at work. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an illusion. Yeah, it is. California it is. and New York are yeah. illusions, man. Yeah. Like if you don't already have the money or you're not already doing something, yeah, you're probably not gonna make it. I hate to say it in that kind of cold terms. Yeah. yeah, man. But I just see so many people. Like everybody, it's the same thing. Like even in a Baltimore, right? Like you run a, in in our life. How many people do you think you've run across? Is like, yeah, man. I'm trying to be a rapper, man. My shit is different. I'm dope. I'm, oh, I'm a lot of that. people. Everybody thinks yeah, that, but everybody. like only one out of the. 
of 10,000 people are right. Yeah. It's 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 so but everybody's that confident. Yeah. If it don't if it don't hit the right audience or somebody doesn't share it or whatever, yeah. it's not it's not going to go ground. anywhere, right, man. Right. Yeah. That's I mean like that's why I think that today is the most interesting time because it's really funny especially being a podcaster, right? Like and also podcasting is different like you can be a 30-year-old podcaster and tell somebody that you just met, like, I'm a podcaster. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Yeah. But if you're a 30-year-old rapper, you probably get laughed at. Yeah. Because you're not really a rapper until you get paid to rap. Yeah. Like, nobody respects you until you have a legit music video out or some something. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, I rap. Yeah. I'm also, 35. this, I mean, the equipment costs money, but us coming here to record doesn't cost any money. Right. You got to buy studio time and you use and all you also your have to have an idea. You got Joe's Pizzas and you yeah. got to use your little bit of funds to go to get studio time. I was like, nah, man. Yeah. And you have to <laughs> and you have to cultivate an identity. So you can't be right, like having true. guns or yeah. being a, a even like even being like a flashy chains guy at 35 right, and it's true. a lie that's and true. it's a facade. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You got to have that already before you even have it. Yeah. So uh, being a rapper is very different, but there's so many outlets because most people don't really give a shit about rap. Like a lot of those Chicago rap kids, mm-hmm. they don't give a shit about. They don't want to be the best rapper ever. They just know it'll make them money. Yeah. And it's a way out. Yep. It, it could have been, if they were a little bit taller, it would have been basketball. It, whatever, you know. But yep. there's so many lanes today. That's why I think today is such a special time because you can make a living as a rapper with 10,000 followers. Yeah. You can do small, I mean, before COVID, but stuff's opening back up. You can do small shows. You can move to a Austin or a New Orleans mm-hmm. and just be like a local you could be like a local thing yeah. and just make money and be a career musician as a rapper or playing instruments or what, being in a band. Or you could be a podcaster or you can just there's so many. The Internet has opened up so many outlets to yeah. people. If you if you're down to be creative, the world is kind of your oyster right now as far as being a creative, mm-hmm. because there's no more gatekeepers. Right. Like No, there's nobody telling me. I have to, I mean, you have to have pay a hosting site, but there's nobody telling me I have to pay them to be a podcaster. Yeah. Or like, there's no requirements to be a podcaster. You can just do it. Yeah. You know, you can just, you can just be a rapper and put your music on SoundCloud or yeah. an R&B singer or in a rock band or whatever. It's like such a dope time right yeah. now. And that's why, I mean, this is not true what I'm about to say, because I just know, as you know, you just came back from New York, but I just feel like in a way, if you're not trying to go for the home run and be Beyonce, those cities are superfluous. Like you don't need to go move there if you're just if not, you're in, just, these, not in these times. Not no. in these times. Yeah, like you yeah. just if you're just looking to be creative, but you don't have the money and you are on the ground floor, you can you can internet. you can you can you can grind the internet and move up to that level to yeah. where you get called to come to New York. Yeah, yeah. You can fly into L.A. do that and then come back home. Yeah, and work your way up to a level to where you go. You know what? I'm making X amount of money a year. I have an audience and now I'm going to move to LA and, yeah. or New York and I'm, I don't have to go work at Joe's pizza. Right. Shout out to Joe's pizza. Joe's it's pizza, not yeah. slander. Like it's just, <laughs> the pizza is delicious. It's just great pizza. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure they have a great dental plan and you can get a job there and, yeah. and it's probably, it's family. When you're there at Joe's pizza, you're family. That's, yeah. their, that's their slogan. But yeah, it's like you can work your way up to a level of comfortability as, as opposed to 20 years ago, it was this like bold decision. Like if you lived in if you lived in Massachusetts or you lived in Texas somewhere, it was this bold choice to go, you know what? I'm not going to go work at Jiffy Lube like my dad. I'm going <laughs> to drop everything and I'm going to move to California. And it was this bold thing because it was like, I want to do stand-up comedy yeah. and or I want to be an actor mm-hmm. and that's where you go to be an actor. Yeah. But now you can do sketches on YouTube. You yeah. can, there's, there, You can do things to really know if you love it. Yeah, because you don't want to move out there and you start to do the grind and you go. I mean, I like acting, but like this is not 
only 10% of acting is acting. Yeah. I feel like most people go out there and they realize that. Especially now where it's like, you'll go to casting calls and they'll be like, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Shit. It's like not about how good yeah, you are yeah, as yeah. an actor. It's like, yeah. how many eyes can you get on our project yep. for, out of the gate? I get it. So the best person doesn't even really get the jobs in today's entertainment world. It's like, who has the, who has already cultivated enough of a following to where if we add them to this project, there's 100,000 people that are going to watch it for them. Yep. Regardless of how good they are yeah. or whatever. And that's the world we live in. And that's how you get Cardi B's and all the, and no shade towards Cardi B, but Cardi B was an internet personality. Yeah. And then she just was like, I'll make a song. Yeah. I'll use my internet personality. So need, yeah. To, to Now, how do I direct it? It could have been anything. She could have started a podcast. She could have been an actress or whatever. It's all about you build up your following and then where do you aim that following to try to cultivate it? Yeah. Clothing. But her music just happens to be good. It just happens <laughs> to be good. And also, yeah. and also, the other part about it is, and this is the part where I'm saying about the talent, is like she built herself such a following that once she got one, it's like here's a, here's all the money and whatever you want. Yep. All the because they're like, okay, she already has millions of followers. Mm -hmm. This song's a hit. Yeah. Let's put more money behind her, get her the best producers, yep. Bruno Mars, whatever she wants. But there's a bunch of girls out there and guys who can rap. The, the alphabet backwards, yeah. frontwards. It has a following, though. Can rhyme things that aren't supposed to rhyme, yeah. but they just they just aren't marketable enough. Yep. You know? That's the shitty part, though, too. That's the shitty part. Yeah. But that guy, if he grinds hard enough on his own, can cultivate his own situation online. Yeah. It's not going to be... You're not going to win a Grammy. Yeah. But you can be a rapper and make money. You could be a podcaster and make money on your own, and you don't have to feel like... Well, I'm not on oxygen or I'm not on MTV, mm -hmm. so I'm not doing the thing. Right. That's just it's such a different, cool world. And I, I hope people really understand that and take advantage of that, because this is like such a cool time to be a creative. Yeah. Before we jump uh, into the uh, celebrations of the Patreon subscribers, which is a short celebration, but every one of them counts. Um, Dr. Death, friend. Big fan of the Dr. Death podcast. Yeah. They've now adapted it to television. Really? It's on Peacock. Okay. So now I, I, I have, won't be getting that. Now I have Peacock now. Well, I'll just rely on you because <laughs> so I won't be getting that. Now I have Peacock. It's only four ninety nine a month with the commercials. Can you stop saying that? <laughs> Can you stop saying that, man? Only, but it is only four ninety nine a month, though. That's it's insane. only four ninety nine a month. I got with hit with a bill yesterday for my Apple thing that said, "Bing." It's like it was like twenty dollars. I was like, "What?" Listen, man. There's there's tons of great streaming services like like Peacock with Doctor Death or a, what else? Or, or Acorn TV. There's so many other ones. But what man. else? What else is what? Oh, on Peacock. On Peacock, they have a bunch of movies on there. The Office is on. You know, they, they took yeah. The Office off of Netflix, ne yeah, but, yeah, so yeah. it's on Peacock. Are, are you, and this show, oh, yeah, Dr. Death. Are you trying to convince me or are you trying to convince yourself? to get No, it? no. I'm, I'm not, I have it already. You have it. And I love it. Huh? Since when? Since June 15th when Dr. Death came out. <laughs> I got it. I got it to watch this show. That's insane. It's fantastic. I think you have addiction. No, I mean, I I'm addicted to great television. I think yeah, so. I, 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 and I'm money. No. Spend a bunch of money. That's only $4.99, bro. 15 times. That's I spent four ninety nine on a lot of know, things. Man. I'm, 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 I'm worried. My point is, <laughs> Doctor Death is fantastic, man. It's got Joshua Jackson, star of Dawson's Creek. So already I was in. He's playing Christopher Dunch. It's got Alec Baldwin. It's got Christian Slater. It's got uh, so many fantastic actors, and everybody came to play. And it's based on a true story. I don't know if I ever told you about the Doctor Death podcast. Yeah, but it, the, it's about the spinal surgeon who was like killing people. It was awful. I have and, it, but I just never. I never oh, so good. The first season is better than the second season. I mean, they're both like true stories, so it's fucked up. People got hurt and everything, but like the Christopher Dunch story is unbelievable. 
And the second one I've kind of forgotten since I listened to it, so maybe I should listen to it again. But that first season is insane, and they've adopted adapted it into television. So can you just watch the television show without watching? You can watch. You can download the Peacock app and watch the first maybe two or three episodes of Doctor Death without subscribing to Peacock. No, I mean, can you watch the show without watch listen to the podcast? Yes. Okay. Of course. So it's it's just it's the same exact thing, but they just turned it's it into the same TV exact show. thing, but they turned it into a television gotcha. show okay, and like cool. you know dramatized it. It's, gotcha. it's probably some characters in the show that aren't real. Yeah. Just to use for plot devices, but it's the same story. Okay. Good. And everything about it, as far as the surgeries and the victims, are real. Mm. But like I said, you can probably watch the first couple episodes of it on Peacock because I did. I, I I downloaded it and I was watching it, and then you watch two and you're like, I'm hooked. Yeah. And then they're like, Well, that's it. You'll, you'll watch the two that they give you for free, and then you'll be hooked, and you'll just subscribe to it. Mm. And then you can cancel it after you watch Peacock, man. Sure. It's, it's, it's four ninety nine a month, man. Yeah, sure. Come on. You spend more of that at Star- than that at Starbucks. I don't I don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> well, Dunkin' Donuts. You spend more than that at Dunkin'. Yeah, yeah You yeah. come in here with Bear Claw. I love it. Two coffees, all kind of crazy shit. I love so, yeah, so you spend more than four ninety nine at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. You know, why not watch, you know, spend four ninety nine on something that's like a fantastic show, and then you get access to a bunch of other great shows, like The Office. Yeah. You know. But that's not Dunkin' Donuts, though. The world that's runs on I mean, yeah. Don't run on Peacock. What are you? Are they paying you? Pull <laughs> 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 the slogan out? <laughs> uh, on that note, man, let's get into these celebrations. Yeah. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to Rest in peace to Bismarck, Rest man. Uh, he passed away in Baltimore. Uh, he Baltimore, also, is it Jones Hopkins? I don't know where he was. I don't even really know what he passed away from, but I think... It, it, I think he had a... Um, Pneumonia, I think. I think mm. at first he had pneumonia, something like that. Man, that pneumonia, that's how he got Bernie Mac, man. I could be wrong, but I, I remember hearing something something about that because he was sick for a little while. Yeah, he was, 50, he was 57 years yeah. old. I'm sure whatever it was, it was unexpected. But uh, it's, very, it's really interesting that he passed away here because this song was the inspiration for hometown hero Mar- Mario. He re-flipped this song and, oh, baby, mm-hmm. got what I need. Yeah. A little more R&B, Bismarcky rapping, obviously. But, you know, uh, hip-hop legend, rest in peace to Bismarcky. Make the music with your mouth, biz. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, let's get into these Patreon shoutouts, man. You. So we only got two shoutouts this week, actually. So it's gonna be really quick. Uh, up first, we got Erica C. Shout out to Erica C. Much love and appreciation to you. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Hope you're enjoying the content over there. And then lastly, we got Rena Rubbit. And I said her full name because I like the phonetics of it. It really flows. Double R, like the Maybach. Shout and? out to shout out to Rena Rubbit. Huh? So what is that? Just because you like, you want to say Just because I can, I want to, man. Sorry, man. Bismarck just died, bro. Let me live. Right. Dang. But shout out to both of you guys. I'm yes. Much appreciated. I'm going to let this rock for a little bit. Um, yeah, but I have a random question for you today. Oh, you do? Okay, yes, well, no, never I mind. Yes, uh, rest in peace, Bismarck. We're going to fade that out. Yes. What is the, the craziest, most random song you've ever heard? The craziest, most random song I've ever heard? Yeah. Probably, uh, what's it? Uh, do you want to rub the pussy? Fuck the pussy. That's the pussy. Do you want to dust the pussy? Stop the pussy. Box the pussy. You know that song? No. You don't know that song? No, I don't. I don't know who sings it or yeah. where I heard it or anything like that, but I'm, there's somebody listening to this that knows that song. You know what's funny? What? The, the, the song I was going to mention is kind of like that song, too. <laughs> <laughs> so was, this song is from... It's, I heard this song before, but me hearing it again, I go, wait, what? <laughs> it's from Two Live Crew. It goes, hey, we want some pussy. I yeah, said, yeah. wait That's a second. Rap music. That's why I don't like when these... like There's, there's older generations out here that are like, wet ass pussy how dare you i'm like bro we can go to freaknik <laughs> 97 and shit was different in florida so don't act wow. like 
y'all weren't out here going crazy. Yeah. And it, the the new generation is so vulgar now. Wow. Y'all were out here wilding. Wow. You the know? beginning of the song was like, yeah. was like that. That's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's like a call to action. Yes. Like, what is this? I said, wait a second. Yeah. That's an anthem or something? Yeah, like, it's like, yeah. That is wild. It's like, it come on the radio, yeah, and it was we was like, what? It came on the radio. It came on the. It was on. It was on serious. Okay, yeah, yeah. A little less rules, <laughs> yeah. but still, that's jarring when you got your kids in the car. Well, I didn't have my kids in the car. Oh, okay. it, was, it was like it was like me, my brother, my dad. We was like, okay. wait, what? Yes. This is loud. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, that's, man, that's, they're that's demanding it. That's, yeah. that's wild, bro. Uh, yeah, no. So that's definitely that one. That one's one of the also like more of a PC like less offensive yeah. song. It's probably Fireflies by. Uh, the guy that sings Firefly. Yeah, Owl yeah, City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the metaphor. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. the metaphor is. I, love I think song, he just really Oh, it's a great song. Yeah, I love it's that a song. it's a legendary song. Yes. <laughs> but I just don't know. I think he just likes fireflies. I don't know what the you know mm, what I mean? Yeah, I've listened yeah, yeah. to it so many times and I'm like, I can hear the maybe he's depressed or something, and mm. maybe this is making him happy. But I just think that he likes fireflies. Yeah. I don't know if the fireflies are a metaphor. Like it means something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's just is like, I'm really sad, and then I saw some fireflies. So that's interesting. That's a hit, man. Whatever yeah. whatever it was, he could have just been laying in the field and just... And it's like, man, it, was a, it was a night where there's a lot of... We call them lightning bugs here. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of lightning bugs. That out. sounds so, like, so ghetto. ghetto. I know, right? <laughs> I was... Because my neighbor was like, man, did you see the fireflies in the backyard last night? And I was like, yeah, they were beautiful. And in my head, I was like... I don't call them those. Dogs. Yeah. I call them lightning bugs. I would, I would be like, what? Yeah, what is that? Oh, lightning bugs. Oh, yeah, we call them lightning bugs. <laughs> but my third, my third, my third, my third place for this also, because now you got my brain going. Yeah. Still, the number one is the one I sang. Yeah. But the third place for that is there's this song I don't know who the girl is that sings it, but she made a song not for a soundtrack, not mm-hmm. for a commercial. I don't for a TV show. She made a song called Lost Boy. Okay. And it's just about Peter Pan. She hmm. is, I think she is, in the song, she is, the. it's from the perspective of Peter Pan. Yeah. So it's like, I am a lost boy from Neverland, probably hanging out with Peter hmm. Pan. But if you listen to the song, it's just like, and I'm playing with Wendy, and we're flying through the sky, and Captain Hook's trying to get us. And it just is a song about the Peter story Pan. of Peter Pan. And that's it. And no metaphor. Hmm. So those are, Peter, uh, Lost Boy and Firefly are on the same level of like, I think this is kind of a literal song. Yeah. So that's the randomness to me. Because mm. I'm always looking for metaphors and songs. So yeah, if you're just yeah, legit yeah. like, I love fireflies, man. They're just beautiful. Yeah. Or like, what if I was Peter Pan? Yeah. Or, I would love to hear our listeners like most Where's the most songs. random? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, we'll it. pose the question to you. Listeners, yeah. like, what's the most random song you've ever heard? Get on that Facebook group. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Let us know. What's the most random song you've heard? It doesn't have to have the P word in it. You know, we're not looking for vulgarity. That is crazy. Yeah, I mean that song. I say, <laughs> that song is made to like fuck at a rave. That's the wow. one. But I heard it. Like I think I saw, I think it was on Jackass or something. I don't know the movie. Wow. But anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's Fran's turn, I believe, to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. Affirmative murder is brought to you by Acorn TV. While TV has been a saving grace for many of us, especially over the last year, I'm sure by now a lot of us feel like you're caught up on just about every single thing you can imagine. If you find yourself tired of scrolling through the same TV shows and movies and miss the excitement of weekly releases and brand new binge fests, then you have to get Acorn TV. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and original shows that you won't find anywhere else. With Acorn TV, there's always something new to discover. 
It has hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. And Acorn TV has new releases every week, so you'll never have to worry about running out of content. A show I'm personally loving right now is Jack Irish. It's got Guy Pearce in it. Now get this, his name is Jack Irish, but he's Australian, what? From production to performances, the series you'll find on Acorn TV are exceptional and refreshing because they're cleverly written, visually striking, and feature renowned actors like David Tennant and Tandy Newton. You know, from Crash, that Tandy Newton, Westworld ring a bell. Not only that, it's super easy to download the app and get to watching immediately. So what I want you guys to do is if you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters, and breathtaking sceneries every week, do what I did and get Acorn TV. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code Affirmative Murder, all lowercase letters. Very important, all lowercase letters there, folks. That's acorn, A-C-O-R-N dot T-V. Code Affirmative Murder to get your first 30 days for free. Acorn TV. The acorn doesn't fall too far from the tree, V. Oh, that was terrible, but the app's great. Download it today. Welcome back. It's my turn to go first this week. My affirmative murder this week is about Avery Harris. Avery Harris. Avery Harris, a.k.a. or best known as Be Stupid. Like be the letter B stupid? Yes. Oh, like a, are they a breakdancer or Avery rapper? Be Stupid Harris. No, he's a gang member. Oh, Be Stupid. Be Stupid, yeah. So his name's Avery Harris. Yep. Avery B. Brandon Harris. B. Be stupid. Be stupid. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I don't know if that was like an insult or. Well, uh, you know, that's what I meant. Like, depending on when you get into <laughs> it, depending on the, if it's the 80s, it's like, I'm stupid fresh. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. Uh, 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 no. That kind of stuff? No. Okay. Absolutely then, uh, not. And he might just be stupid. Just be stupid. And that he, uh, sometimes, sometimes, well, no, here's, let me, here's, here's nickname rule etiquette. Okay. Your nickname should never be that you get, you, you gave it to yourself. Mm hmm. Somebody should always give you the nickname. Yeah. They, they, so they, then they probably just thought he was stupid. Yeah. Or like, just, you know, and they, so be stupid. Yeah. It has more fitting. Exactly. So I don't think that I was going to say maybe he gave it to himself and then no, it no, definitely no. isn't an insult, no, but no. It, you don't give your own self. I mean, I know people that have. Oh, you absolutely. Don't, you don't give your own self. You're not supposed to give your own self nicknames unless you're a rapper or something. So they must've dubbed him be stupid for a reason. Like he, he's stupid. Yeah. Be stupid. He'd be stupid sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be stupid sometimes. So best known as B-Stupid is a drug trafficker from New from New Orleans, mm -hmm. Louisiana, United States, who gained notoriety when police accused him of committing murders in Houston and New Orleans. Mm. So police said that Harris was associated with the Dooney Boys, which is a very popular gang in uh, New Orleans, uh, which is a group formed in the Magnolia, Magnolia Projects, yeah. public housing community. Magnolia. So people that don't keep up with the, with the uh, hip-hop rap game. Sure. I'm going to educate you on... The Magnolia Project. Oh, please do. Thank you. Yes, I will. So the Magnol Magnolia Project, officially the C.J. Pete Public Housing Development, was one of the housing projects of New Orleans. So the first part of the projects was re reconstructed in 1941, bordered by Louisiana Avenue, Magnolia Street, Washington Avenue, and LaSalle Street. In 1955, the complex was expanded north past Clara Street, incorporating about six additional city blocks. Mm. Uh, Talendo Street was realigned during the 1955 expansion, resulting in the disappearance of a three-block-long residential street named Belmont Place. During the Jim Crow era of racial segregation, the city's main medical care facility for African Americans, Flint Goodbridge Hospital, 
was on the north northwest end of Ferret Street and Louisiana Avenue. The first three African-American mayors of New Orleans were born in Flint Goodridge. From 1952 through 1978, the manager was Cleveland Joseph Pete. And the, well, that's why I was called the C.J. Pete mm. housing. Um, yeah, Cleveland Joseph Pete. In, in the 1980s and 1990s, the conditions in the projects have been neglected and declined severely. So now this, you know, crack was obviously. Crack, crack era. I was about to get to that. So obviously about around the time where uh, this was majority African-American people in it. Um, so the conditions were terrible. People just hanging out, trash and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, for them to get to clean it and keep it up to date, updated, it was just kept getting declined. Mm-hmm. So after the crack cocaine epidemic hit the, the city in 1980s, the projects became violent and drug dealings and drug deals and killings. So th- all through the project is within the 11th and 12th ward natives labels, um, Natives label it as the third ward. However, the third ward of New Orleans is actually located in the central business district. Various New Orleans housing projects are most notable for being launching ground for Bounce, which is, which is Big Frida. Yeah, oh. Uh, yeah. Come on, been over, been over, been over, yeah. been over. Uh, and New Orleans rap. The, the most well-known artists to come out of the Magnolia projects are, can you guess? Lil Wayne. Juvenile. Juvenile, yeah. The whole cash money exactly. type of thing. <laughs> juvenile and yeah. Turk. I'm not really I'm familiar, not familiar with, Turk. with Turk. But Big Mem- Frida's from Magnolia too? Yep. Uh, juvenile Girl Turk, down. Members of the High Boys, a rap group who was who was started who started their careers on Cash Money Records, mm-hmm. a record label started by Birdman and Slim to Dawn. The label shot to fame in the late 1990s and is still popular today. Shot to fame is an understatement. Yeah. Bling, uh, bling, uh, bling, bling is in the dictionary. Yep. You it, already know. Is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Didn't know that. Maybe not bling bling, but bling. Bling. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Yes. Uh, other popular artists from the area included Soldier Slim, mm-hmm. um, Magnolia Shawty, which I always hear that uh, that name from Birdman. Yo, I thought it was just like just something he was saying. He like, was I'm saying, from Magnolia Shawty. Yeah, but no, he's a shout out person. It's a person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you guess who the other person it is? Is from Magnolia, other rapper. A rapper? Yeah. I bet it's something random. Um, I'll give you. You get three chances. I get three chances. Yeah. Are they white? No. Okay. Um. Ooh, fun. Not, okay, I'll give you a hint. Not well. You will only know this guy if you listen to hip hop. Got you. Okay. Oh, currency. No. Oh, okay. Um. Ooh. Uh. Uh. Okay. Oh, Labusi. No. Okay. I don't think he's from. I think he's from. He's from Louisiana. Okay. 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 Um. A uh, little flip. Nope. Okay. We might one more. Okay. Let me get last one. All right. Okay. Um. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you another hint. Okay. One. You know, you know, one of his rap lines is like, is is very. Um, is it Hurricane Chris? No, no. Okay, no. so it, it, it's very. Um, uh, what you call it? Uh, Famous. Uh, uh, Muslim type of Muslim. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jay Electronica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh like, yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, I don't listen to Muslim rap, but he go, he goes off, man. He's like, <laughs> from Baton Rouge yeah. to Jerusalem, he go. Oh yeah. yeah. So Jay Electronica is another. <laughs> I didn't know where he was. He was from there. Um, he sounds like he's from New York. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know where he was from, but I didn't think it was. Uh, These guys, guys from the, from the mountains, the mountains. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the district is often referred to as the Magnolia Onolia Onola. The Magnolia has been the scene of Juvenile's hit song, "Know Your Clap." If you guys don't know, I'm gonna play this right now. Know your clap. A magnolia is magnolia is short for magnolia. Uh. The cheeks just move on their own, friend. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh. Damn. Throw some money on me. 
get on some mob shit, smack this, all this is a hit, man. This is a big time hit. Sorry, I know your club. I want, I want, I'm sorry, I want to get, to get to Oh, you want them to hear the one hit? Oh. Oh. In my soul, gumbo. So that that was that was uh that is a hit. Now the 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 video of that album, I mean that song was dead in the middle of the Magnolia Yo, yeah, project. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> New Orleans always is like kind of wet. There's like puddles everywhere. You yeah. know, obviously it rains yeah, a lot yeah. there. But um, yeah, no, I didn't know that Mag that Nola. I don't know what I thought Nola meant. I thought it was like I thought it was like an acronym for New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. But and I think it and maybe it is that. I think too. it is. It has so many. It's interchangeable. Yeah, but like yeah. they're saying. That's shortening for Magnolia. Oh, maybe it's just Nolia. Maybe they have Nola. Nolia. Nolia. Nolia, and then they have Nolia. Nolia. Yeah, like they have Nola, New Orleans, Nola, Louisiana, yeah, and, and Nolia. Yeah, yeah. But when they say it, they it sound sounds the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. But I guess if you're from there, you you can tell. You know, you can hear the difference. You can exactly. hear the Y or the IA. Because I couldn't. I no. would be like, what? I'm from Nolia, you yeah. know, hear me? But uh, also, a little fun fact, throw that on top of there for some, you know, some from. So, so a magnolia is a tree or a shrub with large, typically creamy or pink, waxy flowers on it. Okay. Uh, magnolias are widely grown as uh, ornamental trees, and they're, they're a symbol of Mississippi and Louisiana. Their pH level is between 5.0 and 6.0. So, you know, hmm. there you go. Thanks. Some of the lower classifications are Southern Magnolia or Chinese Magnolia, Star Magnolias, or Magnolia Lily Flora. Yeah, but I think a beautiful flower has nothing to do with what's going, what goes no, on. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 At all. No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. Those uh, flowers don't grow there. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, so... um. Yeah, that was the very famous song. Uh, it was a dance inspired by the Magnolia Projects. The Magnolia Projects has also been um, home to uh, sculptor William Birch mm. um, and numerous other, like, like the bands. You know, that's, like, a big thing there. Bands from, like, 18. Oh, guy yeah, yeah, man. Band well, early uh, there's a, there's, uh, um, there's trombone shorty. These are people that I think from are from New Louisiana, but maybe not from Magnolia specifically. Mm -hmm. But trombone shorty is a very talented like eight piece band with one guy's named trombone shorty, but he does a whole thing. Okay, and then there's uh, I saw them in I saw them in Philadelphia. They're from Louisiana, and they're from maybe not from Magnolia, but uh, mm, God damn, it's my girl. I love this band. Oh, they're like a they're like a hip hop band. Don't worry, but I, I lost it. I'll get it in this. Okay, yeah, bring it, it back, bring it back up. Uh, yeah, so there's there's another um, musicianist that was there. Papa Papa Silstein, I think is his name is. Who Papa was what? Silstein, Silstein. Oh, okay. um, this is this was this was a, he was a he was a, he had a band, so he played the trumpet, I believe. This was from a long time. This is from like early 1900s. Got type it. Okay. Of, type of deal. Uh, tanking the bangers. Sorry, that's what that's what tanking the bangers. So good. Their tiny desk is fantastic. But sorry, keep. Mm, going. I gotta listen to that. Um, yeah, also, uh, Playboy Cardi has a song called Magnolia on his self-entitled self -titled debut project Great song. in 2017. Went viral. Yeah, so back, I just want to educate a little bit of people on Magnolia Shardy. I mean, uh, Magnolia Projects, which is a lot of um, well-known hip-hop um, artists come out of there. Legends. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so we're going to get back to Avery Harris now. So this is pre-Hurricane uh, Katrina. So Harris was arrested more than one dozen times as a juvenile. Mm. When Harris was 16, prosecutors charged him with killing 24-year-old Alfonso McGee. In the courtyard of the Magnolia Project. 16. Yep. Young kid. And he kills his dude, Alfonso McKinney, who was 24 years old, in the courtyard of Magnolia Project. So whatever's going down is going down, like, in the middle of this 
housing project. And it's probably not very large. Right. Louisiana's not very big in general. So the Magnolia projects or this whole, all these streets that you named are probably like 10 blocks tops. You know, it's crazy. So a grand jury indicted Harris as an adult and charged him Mm. with with first degree murder. Two years, two years elapsed. And the the district attorney considered Harris Harris mental uh, competency. When a key witness tes- testimony was ruled inadmissible, the district attorney's office dropped the charges against Harris. Less than one month later, Harris was arrested for a weapons charge. Now, again, separate, separate. Like we were saying, this yeah, separate because they they let him they let him that, go, and then a month later, and then he was charged again. He was he in the life. He was in the life. Like, he was in the life, yeah. and he was in this gang that you know did drug trafficking, and whatnot, and, and murders or whatever. And also by this housing project being, not being that big, you know, people saw. Probably this go down or whatever. Yeah, and, and they went their revenge. Like, and well, I'm talking about oh. I'm talking about witnesses and was oh, like, got it. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I didn't see anything. So again, this happens more than one time. Case they drop the charges apart. again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So police arrested Harris on June 19th, 2005. Harris faced charges for shooting a 30 year old, um, shooting 30 year old thrift store owner Yoshio Watson to death at a birthday party of a child at the 2600 block of Phillips Street in Central City. And this is after he's already, the, the case was dismissed for the murder of the 30-year-old yep. guy. Yep, this is on May 12, 2005. Wow. So on August 22, 2005, one week before Hurricane Katrina struck, the district attorney dropped the charges after a witness refused to cooperate. Harris remained in prison um, due to an aggravated battery case. After Katrina struck, Harris was placed in a prison in, in Shreveport, Shreveport, Louisiana. So two weeks before Hurricane Katrina, hit New Orleans, Jim um, Barzani, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Jim Barzani. Hey, Barzani. <laughs> yeah. Federal Bureau of Investigation agent in charge of the New Orleans field office mm-hmm. and the New Orleans police composed a list of 112 people who proportionally committed the most crime in, most crime in New Orleans. And obviously, Harris was one of those guys. Yeah. The police and FBI plan to build cases against them so they will be put in prison. Harris was one of the people on the list. When Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans, Barnzani retrieved a disc from the remains of the FBI bef- FBI building before being rescued using the disc. Barnzani sent to the list sent the list to the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. All that going on, and he was like, I gotta make sure I gotta get this we, damn disc. We put these people in jail. Yeah. Well, he was this, like, I will I will die getting this disc. That's or crazy. whatever he had to do. That's, he must that must have made it like been a career making bust for him yeah, yeah. <laughs> but w- w- before you continue i just want to say and i don't want to say any names specifically mm-hmm. because you know people have grown and matured but the stop snitching campaign which i don't think baltimore can take credit for it it just on its own but i know that the those those shirts were very popular when i was young with the yeah. stop sign the stop snitching people got it tattooed people got like warner brother tattooed on it the code of that has been so bastardized mm-hmm. and manipulated by people that kill people in ruined communities yeah. where they, if, if, if somebody robs my house as a civilian, I work, I'm not in the, I'm not, I don't got, I don't got two feet in. I'm not yeah. dipping in. I don't <laughs> yeah. dip and dip and dabble or nothing like that. If you come to my house and I see you on your way out and I call the police and, yeah. and have you arrested, that's not snitching. Yeah. If you, if, if, if you kill an old lady's neighbor and she, that, that lady knows that person and grew up with that person or saw that person grow up and you come and threaten that lady and she's a snitch. If she reports that you murdered a kid, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. It's just gotten so out of hand where it's like, I, I understand the idea of snitching in terms of if you're doing dirt and I'm doing dirt, 
and you tell on me to get you out of my way or we're doing dirt together and you 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 throw the dirt on me and get away scot free. Uh, sure, that's snitching, that's ratting. I yeah. understand that. But the game, you're already playing a treacherous game anyway, so you can't expect people to follow these like rules that aren't written in stone. It's just all about how much moral how much of a moral compass you have, how much you, you know, how much respect you have for what you do. Mm. But a snitch is not a civilian who doesn't want criminals in their neighborhood. Yeah. But that's what it's become. And you people witness intimidation and killing people that are just like regular people and they're scared to testify or whatever because, oh, you can't snitch if you're from here. But like, I'm not doing anything. I'm a garbage man. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I just think that that's that's crazy. It's just been so bastardized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, I saw an interview a while ago of the rapper Lil Baby who was from Chicago. It was an interview was like, he said that, you know, a guy asked me, he's like, so if um if somebody shot your mom in the face, something like that, he probably didn't say face, I'm just exaggerating a little bit. Yeah, it was the, but if somebody shot your mom, would you go to the police? He's like, no. It's crazy, bro. No. He's now, like, but I'm, Lil Bibby is a street guy. Yeah, but yeah. even still, that example for you to... St- but it's like for him, th- those are my moral principles. Yeah. I'm going to go handle that myself. Yeah, yeah. Is what he... He probably didn't say that part. Right. He probably we, alluded to that, that, but that's what they mean. Right, right, right. One of the most famous cases of that was Cameron went on the Bill O'Reilly show or something like that. And they were like, so if you lived across the street from a serial killer and you knew he was a serial killer, would you call the police and tell the police that there was a serial killer next door? He's like, nah, I wouldn't call the police. You know, I'd probably move. (laughs) (laughs) He said it straight up like that, you know, but it was a funny interview, but he meant that. And now we are at where we at now where everything's crazy. Takashi six, nine has happened. And now it's like snitching is like a troll. Like it's like trolling now and it's funny. And, People snitch on themselves on Instagram Live and stuff. So it's just a crazy time now. So now, if you have rules like that at this point, you're almost like a dinosaur. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, of course I'm going to tell on you. I remember when that Takashi 69 thing was happening. Obviously, the internet is full of people who don't do anything. Yeah. You know, and because of where we're from, like, I know people who really do that, do shit, like, yeah. are, are really like, don't say anything on Facebook because I'll go to jail. Yeah. So to see people that, like, you know, are dog groomers being like, yeah, man, he's a savage. You expect him to go do 10 years for some people who robbed him. I would have did the same thing. It's like, bro, you're, you will never be in this situation. You're not built to do anything crazy like this, but those are the people who kind of run the, the commentary on the internet. Yeah. Which is, it's just a crazy time we live in. That dude is the, the ultimate troll though. My goodness. Uh, yeah. So on November 3rd, 2005, Harris was released from Shreveport prison at 4 20 a.m on december 17th of 2005 now he got released in november the 3rd so this is about a. did he get released because of hurricane katrina like it was happening so they like evacuated people or this is completely separate he just got out because nobody testified yeah this got happened it. multiple times with got it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i figured that but when you said it was like a week before hurricane katrina two weeks before hurricane katrina i i hope that they let people out of the prisons well he got released because the last thing he was caught on was the um Aggravated battery case. Got it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just even just talking separately. Like, I mean, that was awful what happened in New yeah. Orleans. But like jails and prisons still existed. I'm wondering if they just left them there or. Like, I don't know. A lot a of question. people died. I mean, there's bodies literally floating down the streets of New Orleans. Yeah. So it's like, I don't They could have. They might have left some of them there. I don't know. Possibly. They left a lot of civilians there. So. Yeah. 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 Um, very tragic. Uh, so at 4, 420 a.m. on December 17, 2005, a man was shot to death at a Houston at a Houston freeway intersection after he was involved in a fight in a nearby pool hall. 
Houston Authority. Now again, you know, Houston was one of the places where a lot of people evacue evacuees went because of um, Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Katrina, and what I read up on was that a lot of people went to Houston because the the jobs they had better paying jobs, and for them to like try to get back on their feet was that was the best place to go. Yeah. And also, I read that like, like like a lot of people was like shouting out these different states was like y'all held us down for you know us coming there and helping us out like, yeah. like stuff because people went there. I think people went to um, what was the what was another uh, probably Florida. Probably Florida was one or something like that. It was a couple of places, couple of other places. Ironically like enough, like that whole kind of Venn diagram or you know circling of states that are close, yeah. to Louisiana, a lot of the cities that they went to also have terrible flooding problems, mm. like Florida, Houston, big time. They yeah. just had a big time flood a couple of years ago when Joel Osteen went oh, let the yep. people into the church. You know, yep. so it's like it's a lot of places as global warming gets worse. People just might have to leave, and that's going to be a whole other thing that we as a country and as a world have to deal with is, like, climate change migration. Mm, like, I just, we just oh, can't yeah. live in Houston anymore, so some place is about to get overpopulated because yeah. we all got to move somewhere. Go to them, go, go to them uh, small states. Yeah, like, go, to, go to the middle. Go to the middle. Yeah, go that's, to the middle. But that's, that, that, oh, that real go. estate is probably, <laughs> if it's not ri- rising crazy with the, all the storms and things that keep happening— Real estate in Iowa. Somebody think I hate. Oh, yeah. Somebody man. is. Buying all that shit up. Yep. Somebody Build is. condos because that's where people are going to come. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, he got was involved in a fight in a nearby pool hall. So Houston authorities wanted to question Harris about the murder. Sergeant Brian Harris, no relation, a Houston police de- de- a Houston police department homicide investigator described Harris as the axle at the center of our wheel. He kept coming up. Mm. So on December 28th, a man named Steve Kennedy was killed. Police said that the murder was likely a revenge killing in response to a 2003 murder of a New Orleans rapper, James Soldier Slim Tap. Mm. So Soldier Slim, um, also another. Uh, he was on Cash Money. Cash Money, who was, who was I don't know if people know this song. I'm going to play this song. This song? This song. What about it? He was in the song, Soldier Slim. Where? He's in the song. That's news to me. <laughs> I did not know yeah. that. I thought this was purely only juvenile. Juvenile featured Soldier Slim. Wow. Slow motion for me. This is another motion for me. Funny enough, I was too young. So this this felt when I was a kid. This felt like grown man. This felt like grown up music. Like this yeah. felt like sexy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yeah. I was too. I, I was like, I don't. I didn't really like this song when I was a kid. Yeah. Because it was like, I felt like you're supposed to slow dance to this song. <laughs> as crazy as it is, because it's like a dude being like, oh, I like it like yeah. that. But I felt like you're supposed to like take a lady by a lady by her waist and like groove to this. Yeah. But it yeah. is a great song. Yeah. But it wasn't for, <laughs> it it wasn't for me at the time. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Soldier Slim, who was, apparently, you know, he I know him from that song. Other than that, I you don't. You know him from that song? Like, you know him, you know the part where he comes on on that song. I don't. I didn't know. I he didn't was know he was in the song, but I looked it up and it came up. I was like, he was in. He was in the song. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard the name before. I know obviously. the name Soldier Slim. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't and know New Orleans, a, his a signature song. Yeah, New Orleans. I don't know any. I looked up his. Is I don't that know his any signature song? song? This Jess Juvenile song. Yes, he's in this song apparently. But it's does a, he have like, like a, a Soldier uh, Slim anthem? Does no. he have like a? He doesn't have a. I, I listen to a song. I don't. I don't know his. A song where I go. Yeah, that's Soldier Slim. Yeah, you know, like mystical. You go mystical. Shake. I don't know any of his songs, but in New Orleans. And oh, Magnolia, of course, Soldier Slim is a legend. Of course, he's a legend. But I didn't know. I heard the name. I don't know any of the songs until I was like, "Oh, he's in the slow motion song." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, well." But I don't know any. But of like, I don't know any Big Frida songs. But I know a lot of Big Frida like quotes. 
Mm. You know, yeah, and think, also Big Freed has become more of like an icon beyond yeah, yeah. the music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, did us did the like the opening of a Beyonce song? Big Freed has become like m- like a meme almost. So mm. you don't need to know Big Freed's signature. Wasn't that song. a big controversy though? Like that whole thing. What? Well, like she was, they, she like did a concert in New Orleans, but she didn't get picked to do the opening or something. like Probably. that. Probably. And like she made a big fuss, and then they ended up putting it on. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Because no, because because Big Freed is this like gender ambiguous but new orleans is this like super hard city yeah so it's like while big freed is a legend there are probably a lot of rappers who especially early you know on and big big freed is very bold to be big frida in new orleans even though new orleans has a very it's very like has a gay scene but it's like if you if you're not from new orleans you know if new orleans is being like hard yeah so like if lil wayne is the biggest rapper in, in new orleans but big freed is the next wave yeah I don't know if I don't know if Lil Wayne is hesitant to be like Lil Wayne with the grill and the chain mm-hmm. next to Big Frida in a wig mm-hmm. and like twerking. Yeah. And even though Big Frida's music gets the you talk about getting the girls to go crazy. Yeah, Big Frida's music does that better than anybody. Oh, yeah, the videos, wow. So ironically enough, it's like if you're so like like uh, uh, uncomfortable in your heterosexuality that you're like it makes you uncomfortable to be around Big Frida, but Big Frida brings the girls out. Yeah, Big Frida, the asses are shaking. Yeah, the girls are having a good time. The, it, it, but you're like you're like, but no, but I don't know if I feel comfortable standing next to Big Frida. Mm, it's gotcha. interesting how you know um, uh, toxic masculinity works. Yeah, because like, I mean I haven't heard like her like a sample of her music on anybody else's like. No, I mean Drake did. I'm talking about like like somebody. a New Orleans or like some like, like Lil Wayne. Yeah, example, no, like yeah. Wayne not that I not that, that I know of. Yeah. I, I know wrong, I know Drake. But, yeah, I know Drake. Yeah. He's done that, but Drake's he's different. Right? <laughs> Drake Drake will do whatever to get the girls to dance. Drake yeah. is a guy that I think is comfortable in his sexuality, and he goes, "Hey man, look, girls love Big yeah. Frida. Also, so Drake, I'm gonna put Big Frida on a song. Yeah. Also, he does a song Whoever's Hot at the moment. That's true. Which is he, very he's smart. a he's a which wave rider. Very smart. He's a wave rider. But that's very smart. that's how you stay current. Yes. Which is very genius. <laughs> very so, oh, people love bounce music and Big Frida. Big yeah. Frida. Hey, would you like to do my song? Yes. When Frida was hot. He's like, man, let's do an uh, album. Uh, album. <laughs> <laughs> let's do two of them. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so it was a response to a 2003 murder of the New Orleans rapper named uh, James Soldier Slim Tap. Mm-hmm. So police charged Harris and Jerome Hampton for that crime. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't mean to jump ahead, but yeah, like, is this like, do do you is he just like an angry kid or is he like a hitman? No, he's a he's a. Like a tr- is he like a it trigger be, man for his game? It can be both. Though. He's lived in the Magnolia Projects, which is probably a ha- hard, you know, difficult living yeah. um, situations. Uh, the fucking projects nobody cares about. You get caught up in the gang because that's that's all that's around you. Yeah. And he's young, and then he's probably just like, and then once parents you, probably going through addictions yeah. because of the crack epidemic. Yeah, and then he probably got the name because he when when you put in that that when you put in that first that first job that when you get that make that make you kill that you did that first killing. Yeah. At and thirteen, then, maybe even early, yeah. maybe even there, you might not even have his earliest killing on there, right? But then you build that reputation around you, and then you like, oh, this is just this, this is what I, I do. This yeah. is what I do, and then this is like, hey, be stupid. I need you to do this yeah. and this. You try to work your way up in the ranks and shit like that, and then he's just. And then you talk about growing up fast. You catch your first body at like 12, 13 years old. By yeah, the time, man, within two years of and you he, doing that, you're cold. But and he's getting and he's not getting charged. So I was like, I'm getting away with this. Think you're invincible. Yes, man. And and, and I uh, I read two articles. I don't, and this article this doesn't talk about, but it was one one of the murders that I mentioned that he he did. He snuck a cell phone into the prison, made a call to one of his like one of the dudes. Butt? 
Uh, they didn't say with no specifics, but okay. that's what I thought. That's the media what I thought. Yeah. So he made a call to one of his guys and was like, whatever I'm in here for, I need you guys to find the witness that was there. Wow. And and uh, do take care of it. And, and, and take care of it. But the police got a hold of that. And um, I think what happened was he was released, but then they got him back. They got him again off of those off of those videos, off of the, the that audio call. tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he, I mean, that, people know who he was. People were scared of him. He had people shook in the Magnolia Project. And it was like, don't mess with whatever. Don't leave him alone or don't rat him out. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in, in, in January of 2006, Houston courts charged Harris, who was then 20 years old at the time. 20, 20 is young. Yeah, still young. 17 when he allegedly <laughs> killed a, a legend in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so 2006, Houston charged Harris, then 20 years old, for aggravated battery and aggravated kidnapping charges. Mm. Harold Hoot, um, the chief of the Houston Police Department, said that Harris was an extremely dangerous individual and we believe responsible for several murders. Mm. Hurt believed that Harris traveled between Houston and New Orleans. So again, you know, he when the Katrina struck, he went to New Orleans and he was, now he, he was Houston. moving. He was going back and forth. He was he, Houston, yeah. Now he was going back and forth. Wow. Um, doing his crimes and drug dealings and well, and, and also I'm sure that the time after Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans was a hellish time, like probably a like a glorious time to be a criminal. Well, this is just this reminds me of the guy I did a while ago that uh, the Japanese guy that was doing the killings the, doing uh, the, the atomic bombings. Right. Yeah. 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 So this was one of those times where it's like. Whatever he's doing, people it's not even like people are not that their mind is not on whatever. It's like yeah. trying to survive and get my life back together and a whole city just fucking blew up. Yeah. It's like S- similar scenario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so again, so he so Hurt believed this was the chief that said that he believed that Harris traveled between Houston and New Orleans. And police arrested Harris on January fourth, two thousand six, on a criminal trespassing charge in New Orleans and released him with a twenty five hundred dollar bond. Wow. So this dude, whatever whatever he's getting caught and charged with it's not be. It's not murder. It's no, yeah, petty crimes. Petty crimes. Um, so at the time, Harris. But his, but his murder list it keeps growing. Right. Exactly. Um, at the time, Harris was a suspect in three murders in Houston, and Houston police launched a manhunt on February 16th, around 1:30 a.m. on February 28th. Excuse me, 2006. A man named Jermaine Manny Wise died of gunshot wounds inside a vehicle during Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, February 20th, 2006, at the, 50, at the 5300 block of Constant Street in New Orleans. So Wise's death was the sole, sole recorded homicide in New Orleans on that day. Wow. So on March 19th, 2006, members of the New Orleans Depart- Police Department and the Kenner Police Department arrested Harris and Kenner at a Kenner apartment complex using a warrant for Wise's murder. According to the police, Harris had three and one-half ounces of heroin, Three and one and a half houses of crack cocaine, a forty-five caliber semi-automatic handgun, two loaded assault rifles, and fifty hundred dollars in cash in his pocket. The U.S. Attorney's Office said that Harris um, boasted about drug about being a drug dealer on his MySpace page. Wow, um, throwback, throwback, man. And uh, this is like early on; people didn't even think about the police looking at looking your at, yeah, social yeah, media yeah. profiles. He's going off, taking pictures and shit. Man, um, I just killed him last night. This is the gun right here. It's still smoking. Damn! Blog about it on your MySpace. That's crazy. Top eight is just like all his victims. Savage shit. That's crazy. That would be crazy, right? Just do. Oh my goodness! I can't even. You have to do that yourself. That's you. You do that manually. Yeah. (laughs) Just put put him. Make him. I just killed him last night. He number two. Make him number two. But that's one of those things that that like 
that that type of example creeps me out. Like you people do shit like but that. But like this kid is so he, cold at this yeah. point, I wouldn't put it past. But I, but I mean, but I mean, is like you do that, but nobody knows. Like why? Why did he put those people? And then like oh yeah, but they later, didn't put it together. Like, then afterwards, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, I thought he just I thought he just happened to know all these eight guys that died. Nah, nah, it he was, murdered. It, he people. and he did it for himself. Yeah. He did it to like make himself laugh. That's gross, man. Yeah, that's super that's gross. gross. <laughs> uh, so a man named Calvert Soldier McGee and Harris was also arrested. By March 27th, a new article stated that Houston police suspect suspected him of being a common denominator in a wave of bloodshed that involved 11 murder suspects who are evacuees. Police also discovered that Harris had traveled between Houston and New Orleans between his releases from Shre- Shreveport, mm-hmm. right, Shreveport Jail and the, and the arrest in the apartment he used as a, um, as a base for dealing narcotics and keeping weapons. So the burial of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms special agent discovered during a follow-up investigation that McGee convinced a woman to rent the apartment in her name so that Harris and, McGee, Harrison and McGee's name did not appear on the lease. Uh, okay, so this is just the article, I'll, I'll, the piece I was telling you about. So okay. while in prison, um, for these charges, Harrison smuggled a mobile phone into his cell so he could communicate with McGee. He placed a tele- he placed telephone calls asking for oh, his witness. Say. He no, placed, no, 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 no. placed <laughs> the telephone in his uh, sack. No. <laughs> so he placed telephone calls asking for his associates to find the witnesses that saw him kill Wise. Mm. The associate did not find her and law enforcement authorities relocated her after discovering the call. Thank God. So before he got out or whatever, they was like, oh, put we need a hit to, on the witness. Yeah, we need to get her, we need to, you know, put her in fucking, um, what is it? Witness um, protection. Witness protection. Which is, I think, if I, I could be wrong, but I feel like it's like terribly underfunded. Like it's just. Is it? Yeah. Or or people, a lot of times people, either it's terribly fund, underfunded or a lot of times people don't want to go. Now is witness, I was wondering, so witness protection, is it, could anybody be anywhere be witness protection, or could, is is it like a, a remote location that they have yeah. the government and it's just somebody? So it could it, they don't just put they, somebody random in a neighborhood or something like that. That's not how it works. They might. Hmm. I don't. You're saying like, do they have like some kind of bunker that they put you in? No, no I mean like, could they like save you in a you? So so there's been times where I worked in the neighborhood and I see a house that somebody lives in, but it, it looks like nobody lives in that house. Yeah, like the what, the blinds are shut, you know, shit like that, and it's mm-hmm. like. Is that like witness protection? Somebody just in there hiding. They just they may I mean, be from it, like it across the across like L.A. or something like that, and they they put them in witness protection in Baltimore. Like, or is it like a just a a a location where just all these people are in witness protection? It could be, but um, more likely it's probably just an abandoned building. We met somebody that was in witness protection at CrimeCon. Uh, uh, Jackie. She, she oh, uh, her yeah, podcast right. relative yeah, yeah. unknown. She. She said her, she had a terrible experience with witness protection. Yeah. So listen to her podcast. Uh, people listening to this, listen to her podcast. You can hear more about somebody who went went through witness protection personally. I think she said it like it ruined her life. Mm. It's not fun. I mean, you have to change your name. You don't get to see your family. Nobody can know where you are. Like I'm sure it's not the best situation. And at the end of all that, you have to go sit on a, a witness stand and testify against somebody. And there's people, depending on how dangerous the situation is, there's people actively trying to hunt you down and kill you yeah. or might hurt your family since they can't get to you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough deal. Yeah. But that is all culture. That That's that all stemmed from a culture of, um, and I'm not saying black people invented this because the mob existed. You know, there, you know, the, there's Irish gangs. There's all kinds of gangs who probably have the same mentality about cooperating with the police. So, but that, the culture of like snitching and ratting and all that stuff has, facilitated a world where witness protection is seen as some kind of death sentence or some negative thing. Yeah. 
You know, as opposed to like, I'm trying to get this horrible person off the streets. Yeah. It's like, no, fuck that. Witness protection. I'm just not testifying. Damn. That's how most people feel about witness protection. Yeah. I, I kind of picture it as witness protection being like, they put you in like this trailer park. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they don't put, you know, this isn't like uh, some kind of, this isn't a Nick Cannon movie. They don't yeah. like put you in, oh, now I live in Beverly Hills yeah. and I'm, I'm in witness protection. They give me Lamborghinis and stuff to lay low. Yeah. No, it's probably pretty minimal living situation. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Especially if you're coming from like, oh, I have a family and I'm married yeah. and all, it's all nice. And now it's like, now you have to live in this windowless trailer park for the next two years Fuck until that. it's time for you to go uh, do your testimony. Fuck that. Hell no. Uh, yeah, so in, in 2007, Harris pleaded guilty to drug trafficking and gun crimes, receiving 25 years 25 year sentence in a federal in a federal court. No murders. No murders. No murders. As part of the plea deal, he also pleaded guilty in a state of court to killing wise. Prosecutors from Louisiana allowed Harris to plead guilty to manslaughter for the death of wise. Not murder. Manslaughter. And that doesn't sound like that went on to his sentence. It didn't. Yeah. By doing so, Harris avoided a murder trial for wise for wise's murder. Gwen um Gwen Filosa of the three time of, of the times this is now the times this is this was in um I think New Orleans type article. Got it. Stated that if Harris had been tried for killing wise, the trial would likely have led to life to a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I did read I saw this thing where it was like So twenty five years in two thousand seven, I mean yeah, he's I, halfway I, through a sentence. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna get to it. So uh there's this thing called the misdemeanor misdemeanor murder, which was I think this is in Florida and Louisiana and in Texas. Mm-hmm. So the misdemeanor murder is New Orleans is often accused of inst- institutionalized misdemeanor murder. And Article 701 of the Criminal Code requires that the state to release a defendant who has not been charged with crime after 60 days. So before so her- like being in jail before Hurricane yeah before Hurricane Katrina, a few hundred people per year were released under the Article 701. Mm-hmm. In 2006, after Katrina. There were over 3,000 Article 701 releases. Although the population had dropped from around 500,000 to 250,000, causes include inexperienced prosecutors, inexperienced police officers, poor processing uh, procedures, poor tracking procedures, incomplete reports, Mm. missing evidence, and undermanned police forces. So what you're saying is something that was initially a a criminal justice reform type of thing turned into, oh, I did kill him, Mm. but... You haven't been able to put a case together in the 60 days, so you had to let me out. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay. So New Orleans. But had- initially, that's a good thing because that's how you get situations like Khalif Browder. Khalif Browder was in jail mm-hmm. for like two years yeah. for stealing a backpack, and he and didn't steal that. it. Right, right, but right. But he didn't have money to bail out. Yeah. So that's uh, meant to like. Sword. Yeah. So that's meant to facilitate that not happening. Yeah. But. <laughs> If you can't get the trial together fast enough, yeah. if you're backed up, then yeah. the people that really did kill somebody or yeah. sell drugs or whatever, king get out. get out. Got out. They just got to make it to 60. Yep. Wow. Yep. So New Orleans also had a has a problem with the witnesses that go missing before trial <sighs> and a crime lab that was destroyed during the Katrina. During, during mm. Katrina. Um, has oh, yet man, to so be many repaired. cases probably yep. just, oh, rape kits and... Yeah, man. Oh man. Yeah, man. yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about that part of the of Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. So all of this results in an in an effective six sentence of sixty days for those suspected of murder. Mm. DNA so my, evidence. People was relying on that shit. Them yeah. fucking it's like, man, I just gotta make it to the sixty. They're like, man, I'm telling you, man, they probably the the shirt with all the blood on it probably got washed away in the water. <laughs> so 
they gonna let me out in the sixty days. I got that it, probably happened. Make it to bunch. the sixty. Oh, yeah, man. man. People just fucking doing these crimes and because you probably get rid of the witnesses. You, that or you get right after Katrina or yeah. you know when they're trying to get back to some semblance of a society down there again after all that tragedy. Yeah, there's people that have to you know go back or, or still either still in prison, got transferred somewhere. Hopefully they didn't drown, and then they have to like go back into like talking to the lawyer, and the lawyer goes, "Yeah, um." They can't find the gun that they confiscated from you. It, it washed away in the storm. Yeah. So they're still trying to build their case, and you got 14 days left, and then they got to let you out. Like yeah. that probably happened a ton of times. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, I never because I was I was looking at something and that popped up. Oh, no, I was watching a video and he was like something about this time doing around a 60 day 60 day law. I was like, what 60 day law? What the hell is that? And I looked. You know, up, when it like, gets once crazy. it gets down to the streets, it's been it's been simplified to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, all they got to, it's past the 60. 60, yeah. It's yeah, past yeah. the 60s, shall they? Yep. That's something So I like did that. a little bit of research just for you. Man, I appreciate it. So Harris, no, I'm talking about this part I'm about to say. Oh, I'm yeah, no, say. I'm saying. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm ready. So Harris. Lay it on me. Yes. So Harris, um, the Federal Bureau of Prisons, mm -hmm. number 30089-034, is a United States penitentiary. He is scheduled to be released on July 12th of 2028. Oh, that's too close for me. 2028. Oh, I'm scared of this guy hitting yeah. the streets. So I do have his, his, I just read his cell number off, so you can write to him. Ask him a couple questions. There's no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> I won't be doing that. But uh, yeah, you no, that's great. That. I, you know, of I go all through, the people, I go through hoops and bounds to get this information. Of all you're not the people, you think, you think I'm going to, you think I'm going to uh, be a pen pals with a teenage, he's been murdering people since he was a teenager? Ask him a couple questions, man. Oh, I'm terrified, bro. No. I, look, I only want to talk to people. I would love to uh, open up a dialogue on this podcast. I feel like there's more that we can do with wrongful convictions, people that are currently ain't sitting in prison. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> I want to talk to people that are currently sitting behind bars right now and didn't do the crimes. I want to get those stories out there. I feel like we have yeah. this platform and we can use it in a positive way. And I think that that's a direction I would like to lean towards. I don't want to talk to Avery Harris yeah. about... Stupid. Yeah, I don't want to talk to be stupid. Yeah, no disrespect. He's getting out soon. No disrespect to uh, be yeah, stupid. I respect your gangster, bro. I respect your gangster, bro. He's getting out very soon. Seven years, <laughs> and with good behavior, that could change any day now. Yeah, I, I respect your gangster. No disrespect to him. I hey, he maybe a changed man. man. Never know. I'm sure. Been in there listening to Jay Electronica. You know, <laughs> that Jay Electronica will have you feel. You know. This, he'll have you thinking about the games that the that the the, de the devil of America plays on you. Yeah, that's 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 his talent. Yeah, Magnolia, yeah. Magnolia, Magnolia. Artists, uh, not to get off track, artists like that people just don't they don't appreciate appreciate that. Well, man. no, man, because that's not what the masses yep, put absolutely. forward, yeah. you know. But he's a very talented rapper. Yes, Sometimes he, he goes a little too deep for me. Way too deep. <laughs> it's, it's like you know when the lightning clouds came down, Mansa Musa formed the. You're like what kind? He lost of, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me Ancient Sumerian tablets coming I'm like man uh, uh, Hey man right on Yeah very. Uh, he has a very uh, Directed audience that he's Oh yeah he's speaking yeah. to some people yeah. The people that he's speaking to Are on a different frequency Oh yeah They're wearing like the uh, The big Africa pendants And they, they They're on the same frequency as him Yeah They don't drink 7up Because the label Is Illuminati He's speaking to a very Specific audience Absolutely That guy we used to hang out with From time to time Definitely probably loves Jay Electronica the guy that's like black Jewish and oh, Jewish shit. people aren't really the, that whole thing. That whole, no disrespect to anybody who might follow that <laughs> uh, uh, religion or anything like that. But those people, yeah. the Hebrew, Nash, 
black Hebrew. I don't know. What I don't. I don't even want to. Yeah. I don't know. But he's speaking to like a specific yeah, him, group of people, yeah, him. and they pick up on the things he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and we got another friend who's uh, going down that path. He do. I'll talk to you off air. Okay. Cool. You know who I'm talking about, and I'm not going to say it. All right. But he's been posting some stuff on Facebook, and I'm like, bro, you going down a, a different pathway now? <laughs> we we recently, you know. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to him? I'm like, I don't know. I might have to stop hanging out with him because it's going to a, he's going to a weird space now. Uh, it's sad when you when your friends start going. You know, you get older and people, yeah. you know, people find different ideologies and stuff. And people are allowed to believe what they want to believe. But sometimes you get to a point where you start saying stuff, and I'm like, I don't want to be in conversations like this. So I'm yeah. remove myself. Damn, a do bit. I miss simple times, man? It's, yeah, it's, man. <laughs> Remember when people just like. Wanted to talk about what the best flavor of Pop-Tart was yeah. or, like, what TV show you watch. Now people want to talk about politics and, like, how to raise kids yeah. and what the the environment. Oh, yeah. just can we just yeah. – have you all watched Dr. Death? Did you watch <laughs> Dr. Death? Man, the new dating show. There's a new dating show on Netflix. They put them in cosmetics to make them look like animals, and then you really can only date them to find your date is only what's on the inside, and at the end you find out if you like what's on the outside. Let's talk about that kind of shit, man. I'm not trying to talk about anti-vaxxing. I'm tired. I'm tired. I just want to eat Palak Paneer and, and watch Netflix. That's all I want to do. I don't want to talk about the deep state. I don't want to talk about assassinations of government officials and I don't want to talk about any of this stuff, but I have to cause I'm on this microphone, yeah. but I just am so tired. And then, so when it starts infiltrating my real world, where my real world friends are going into, I'm like, this is, I can't do this, man. Cause I got to come here and talk about it. Yeah. I cannot talk to the people. People expect us to talk about what's going on in the world and be real and give our real opinions. I'll do that. But I can't do that at the Buffalo Wild Wings with the homies. Yeah. I'm not getting into a conversation about Dr. Umar at yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. Lost me. Once I was like, oh, you listening? That's my guy. I was like, yeah. yeah. Come on, bro. I we can't do this that's here. It. We don't have anything else to I talk can't about. do this here, bro. I just can't. But, yeah. I mean, that was a fantastic story. I appreciate yeah, you going deep into the – Yeah, be stupid. I appreciate yeah. you going into the deepness of Magnolia and all that stuff, man. Um, um, yeah. It was dark. Yeah, it kind of reminded me dark. of, like, Chicago – but it just What's it doesn't currently. To, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The yep. Chicago drill scene is going through a lot right they now. They get so much more media attention than Magnolia did in and and well, the internet. early two thousands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, internet yeah. and youth and yep. these kids and wanting to be them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, oh man, it's it's disgusting. Really, you you go on YouTube and people have like laid out people's lives and they're like. Made it like it's like Game of Thrones, yeah. Where they're like, this rapper doesn't like Lil Tay Tay, and Lil yeah. Tay Tay actually comes from this block. And this is a person who lives in Arkansas telling you all this. Yeah, he's learned all the blocks in Chicago. What are the because it's, it's, it's very interesting. I, I I've done, I've been on Reddit getting deep into that because I go, this is crazy. Yeah, but it's like it's one thing to be interested in it because it's like people dying every week. Like it's crazy to 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 learn the blood feuds and how far it goes back. But it, but it's, it's it's the music though. People they make they make music of your what's friend going died on. and yeah, yeah, your yeah. friend died and more of your friends died than my friends died. Yeah. It's really is crazy what's going on in Chicago. But when you start treating it like they're not real people. Yeah. That's where yeah. and that's what a lot that's of people do. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like it's oh, it's like a TV show for me. Which oh who's gonna get killed next? That's crazy. That's that's what's happening on the yeah internet. exactly yeah, yeah yeah. So like when for example when uh uh, uh Reese is his name yes when he when he gets like targeted or shot at is like oh who's next? It's like oh he's about to go on and do because he's apparently like like the Grim Reaper or whatever. So yeah. it's like oh who's next? This person's next. Names getting thrown out there is like 
That's uh, that's it's not a, it's not it's not a video game. No, right? these are real people, yeah, bro. Yeah. These are real people, and the most fucked up part about it is, is these people have put themselves in this position to where, like, so we might be getting too deep, but yeah. I, I suggest people go do their research because it is interesting, right? Yeah. So there's a rapper named Lil Durk. He's probably the biggest of all of them right now, right? I mean, yeah. I would say he's up there. He has yeah. songs with like Drake and stuff. He's a big time rapper. Lil Durk has made all of his money. He's made a lot of money. Yeah, he's made all of his money being a savage. Yeah, so he can't go. He can't get security. And go move to Vermont and just make his music. He has to still be that. Mm. And now just recently, this somebody broke into his house and tried to shoot him or something with him and his girlfriend in the house. Yeah. It's like you, you, it's like being, being that, being a Chirac savage or whatever, put you in position to make the money that you've made. Mm. But now you can't stop being that. Yeah. And that's so fucked up because yeah. these kids are making a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of these Chicago rappers and then they keep dying. Yep. And that and this was something I brought up and I didn't know how to have the conversation and I still don't know how to have the conversation. But that guy Pop Smoke from yeah. New York, mm. he just put out another album. Not him. It's a posthumous album, a second album. Mm. There's a record label. It's got Dua Lipa on it. Who I love Dua Lipa, but I'm just saying, it's got a bunch of people on there who they don't know Pops. They didn't know him. Yeah. But it's the album to be on because it's going to make a bunch of money. It's going to go number one. And now some record label is going to give his family 10% of whatever that album That's makes. Crazy, and these man. dead, these dead kids are being profited off of by these record labels. Yeah. That kid XXXTentacion put an album out like last year. Yeah. He's been dead for like three years. So there's all these rappers, they do all this stuff to to glorify themselves and make a name for themselves and become big. And But it's gangster rap. Yeah. So they do all this shit, they get killed. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, record label, the record label's like, well, he had 26 songs before he died. Yeah. Let's put 16 of them out here. 10 of them out here, put the commercials out. R.I.P. is his last album. You'll never see, hear these songs again. It's amazing. Support him. Do it for his family. All That's this type it. of shit. And then they make all this money and they maybe give their family a cut of the money. Yeah. The only person, and it still breaks my heart to this day, Nipsey Hussle, his last album was Victory Lap. Anything else that comes out from Nipsey Hussle is going to Nipsey Hussle's yeah. family. Yep. Because he was an independent rapper and... He had a very good business situation. But these kids in their first record deal, 17, they were getting fucked by the by the record labels already. From the jump. So they, yeah. they never got in a position to where they got the power and the leverage. Yeah. So now they're dead, and the record label owns their likeness forever, yep. and they're putting out songs, featuring them on songs, and yeah. they're dead? That's crazy, bro. It's just a sick Gross. It's just a sick cycle what's happening right now with the music industry, and it's, it's affecting these kids the most. And if this was... 15 years later, this kid be stupid. We're trying to be, would be trying to be a rapper yeah. because that's the thing that I'm a street dude. I got stories. I'm going to tell my own stories. I'm going to just put it to a beat. But, then, but you also thought, I also, th when Nipsey Hussle was like out there being an independent, I was, I thought, I thought it was, at first it was a wave. At first I felt like it was going to catch on at some point. I thought so too. But then social media, the listens and everything started going up and then record labels are paying more money. So these these kids are like, let's do this from, from the city or whatever, yeah. from these, um, these terrible, these, these terrible neighborhoods. neighborhoods. Yeah. I was like, Oh, they're offering, they offering what this, Oh, I'm taking that immediately. They're offering kids, bro. It's so nasty out here. They're offering kids record labels off of hearing that they're like a, a street sad, like street savage. Oh, I heard he has five bodies. Like he's a tough gangster kid. Let's just try to make him a rapper. Yeah. They're just like, you have the image, you have the reputation, yeah. you have the people around you, it all looks good. That's what happened with Takashi 6 ix 9 He wasn't, he was, it was all a lie, 
But that first music video he put out, it was a hundred bloods around yeah. him. He had the flags and all the gang culture, and they were like, make it go. Yeah. Push the fucking because there's a button in the music industry <laughs> where it's like, make this everywhere. Yeah. That's up, that's the button. And that is that is the internet, like we were discussing earlier in the podcast, the internet hasn't made it to a way where you don't have to be in New York or LA yeah, to no. for it to happen. But Takashi 69 was in New York. Yeah. So that 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 is a different it, it hits different than a kid in Wisconsin who's a gangster. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're from, you're a gangster in New York? Oh, hit the button. Boom. Yeah. Blow up everywhere. This kid, you know, but that's a facade. But a lot of these kids really live that life. And now you got a hundred thousand dollar advance. Yeah. And now all the people who you already had beef with, now you're the richest kid from the block. Yeah. Chief Keith can never go back to Chicago. Oh, he, he don't care. I know he doesn't care because he made a lot of fucking He's money. Like, I'm out of here. And that's a smart guy. In LA. He, it's like, hey, man, oh, I'm not the, oh, I can never go back. Oh, all right, well, yeah. I'm just going to keep cool. making my money out here. Yeah. You know? And that's how they all should be. And then try to give back if you can. Yeah. You know? And I and I still, I, I, I feel bad because the day Nipsey Hussle died, we came on this podcast and I said it felt like you can't even do that shit. Yeah. Because that's how he got, you know, he was in his own neighborhood yeah. he got killed. But that's not true, man. But you don't have to be there. To make a change, yeah, because it's it, it, it's just not safe. Yeah. When you it's it's crabs in the barrel, man, and that's sad to say. I, you you would think you would think that you know when you make it, the people from your own community be the ones that champion you the most, and a lot of them do. Yeah, yeah. but it's always somebody lurking in the. We went to middle school together. This yeah. mother, he owes me. Yeah, but speaking yeah. on when you was talking about these people, they make their uh their name off them being in the streets. Like I came, I just saw this recently. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was a. Uh, uh, Gibbs, what's what's his name? Uh, what's the rapper name? Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. I don't know if it Freddie was Gibbs. somebody on that Freddie podcast. Gibbs is also a hard guy. Yeah, yeah. It was somebody else that was on there. It was like, um, Lil Durk's ego is is what's making him, or he's scared that he's going to lose his reputation if he leaves Chicago. Yeah, and then does that affect you being a big rapper? Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. and it's it's a, it's cyclical. It's like I'm I'm the biggest rapper from Chicago right now because they all respect how much of a savage yeah. I am. But if you take away, if but he don't even live in Chicago. He lives in Atlanta, but he's making plays and, and he's still in Chicago. The people in Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. his his crew follows his orders yeah, yeah. still. Yeah, right. So if you, but if you if you now go, oh, okay, anybody who's still in that kind of life, I'm gonna separate from and just be Lil Durk the rapper. Yeah, does that take away from your superstar rapper status if you don't have the clout of? Oh, he's hard. He's certified. He can go back to his neighborhood whenever he wants to. Everybody respects him. He's the biggest gangster. Whatever. Does that make you? Do you lose your rap career too if you take away the gangster part? Yeah. That's a lot. That's the predicament a lot of these kids are in, and that's why they go out and get on Instagram fights and stuff. Because like, wait, you called me a bitch? Yeah, I can't allow that because yeah, yeah. that affects how my image. Right. You know, because right, people turn on you quick. Oh, he's not tough. Oh yeah, we they they're him. waiting to turn on oh, you. Yeah. This these this the internet is full of the the rap rap music, and this is an interesting conversation. I don't really care if people um are like not familiar with the words the, the names that we're using but i'm interested in the conversation yeah. that we're having so i'm gonna keep it going the rap industry has been infiltrated by suburban kids who have made this into like real real housewives of atlanta mm -hmm. so they're just waiting for x to say something to y and then they can go oh well who's gonna be the bitch who's not gonna it's say something who, who's gonna who side who side of who's gonna be on you get to pick sides. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then they make it easier for me if they go, oh, well, he super made him look like a bitch. Yeah. So now it's over for him. His yeah. career's over now. Yeah. It doesn't matter if his music's good, he's talented, whatever. He's a bitch. Yeah. So, and that's the world that rap is in. At least 
mainstream rap. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Two dudes who are from the streets. Yeah. And who like, are like a block separated from each other. That's when it get me. That's when it get And me. it's not just like, oh, you lost the rap battle. It's like, you said fuck my dead mom yeah. on your song. Yeah. And so now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening right yeah. now. That's what ha- it happened here. We, I mean, I don't know if it was that specific, but we lost a kid that was on the come up here. He had a, he had a hit song. He was coming on Sirius Satellite Radio. Yeah. And he got shot in front of a, uh, like a liquor store that he goes to all the time. Really? You know? It, it, it's like, it, you know, fucking, uh, there's a very famous rapper from here that, I mean, he's very famous like in rap world, but his name's Los, King Los. Yeah. I don't think he ever comes back here. You know, he lives in L.A., it's like, hey, man, why, why would I, you know, like for people to hate on me him. or whatever, you know, I, I make sure my family's straight. I give back to kids or whatever. I don't know what he does, but yeah. I'm assuming he does because he still says I'm from Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. still says that. So I'm assuming he gives back to the school he went to. Yeah. Make sure his parents are good. But like, come here and for what? Yeah. So I can put a picture up saying like, oh, I never left. And then somebody, you look in that picture, you zoom in on that picture, somebody behind you yeah. with a scowl on their face, yep. just waiting for you to be by yourself so they could take everything on you. Yep. It's a crazy world, bro. Yeah, man, it's wild. But yeah, what we're going to do is we're going uh, to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, folks, so quick update. Uh, Fran and I were talking for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. <laughs> Great conversation. Great conversation. My story, very interesting. <laughs> Great story. Uh, I, I think it's very a very Damn. interesting story. Uh, it was not recording. The memory card was corrupted in some kind of way, oh, and I'm not doing the story again because it really pissed me off. And as to avoid being pissed off and breaking my laptop, I'm going to save my story for next week. So uh, we I are feel bad for listeners, man. That was a great. Oh story. man, it was so. Oh wait. man, they'll never know. They have to wait till next. Well, they don't, they won't never know, but they'll have to wait just until to wait. next week to find out because I think that's just safest for everybody involved, friend. I don't want to <laughs> flip this table over and yeah. break things. I don't want to hurt anybody, friend. And uh, me, my first instinct when technology goes awry for me is to bang on it. Yeah. And it's a it's a very old caveman yeah. type of yeah. mentality that I've tried to do away with because. While technology 20 years ago was more sturdy, yeah, you know, oh, your N64 cartridge is messed up. Bang it on Bang a table, on, yeah. blow it, in, it, you know? Yeah. You can't do that with a flat screen no. TV. You can't do that with a MacBook. You can't do that with all these sensitive equipment. So as to not fall prey to damaging something that I have to replace, yeah. I'm going to do my story again next week. I just think that it's best because I don't think we can recapture the conversation right after. Yeah. So I think give it a week. And then it's like we forget yeah. about it, and then we come back, and we can fall back into right? it next week. Are you all right? sweating, turning oh, red, oh, steam? Oh, Fran, don't ask me questions like that, because I am not all right. <laughs> I am furious. This fucking roadcaster bullshit machine <laughs> ruined the second half of the podcast. Yeah, but you know something? That's fine. It's been good to us most of the time. Eight times out of ten, this is a great machine, but just this week, Mm. I hit the, hit the button, turn red, yeah. and then I turn my head to get into my story, and I guess it turned back to not being red anymore, yeah. which means you're not recording. And then we talked for uh, conservatively 30 minutes at least. Yeah. Great conversation. Man, it was fantastic. And uh, you guys won't get to hear that until next week. Yeah. But you know what I need more than – you know, here's, here's the you silver lining. The here's the silver lining, Fran. Oh, boy, do I need some good vibes Good thing right we now. do it at the end. Oh, man, and it, and it is the end. It is over. It is This episode has come to an end prematurely because of this machine bullshit. Uh, so let's get into these good vibes. Good, 
All right, friend. Well, since uh, you did your story, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do good vibes first, man. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't feel like I really did anything this episode, so I'll go ahead and <laughs> kick the good vibes off. Uh, wow, what a fucking day. So uh, uh, my story, my friend... Uh, my good vibe story this week I don't have an affirmative murder this week Because of this fucking machine uh, My good vibe story this week is about a guy Who uh, would, who donates cars that he fixes up um, In South Carolina He's a mechanic uh, I think I saw something about a slogan saying like, If you if you think there's something wrong with your car Go see this guy before you get rid of it Because he can fix it up And he's been doing that and giving away to people in need So a few weeks ago the CBS Evening News featured A rural South Carolina man Who was transforming lives by repairing broken cars And giving them away for free uh where where elliot middleton lives there is no public transportation no ubers no taxis what yes well some middle of nowhere south carolina damn yeah uh that's tough i mean like you can't have not have ubers or public transportation or it's taxis definitely, it's definitely uber uh, he said that's what they said they don't have taxis they don't have anything you you either got a car or you're fucked is how this this town is being described so, and, uh, so if you don't have a car, there are a few options for those with kids or physical conditions or anybody. If you Even if you have working legs, you have to walk everywhere. Come on, that's crazy. Uh, Middleton, who owns a barbecue restaurant, is also a trained mechanic who rehabs donated cars in his spare time. Before the CBS report, he had gifted 32 cars to rural families since last September. But after the report aired on national TV... Elliot received an explosion of donations, including more than 800 cars. I don't know how much land this guy has. So people just giving They're him, just giving him clunkers, cars and giving him clunkers. Fix like, them up. Maybe yeah, maybe fix this one up, or maybe even they're not even that bad. They're just old. That'd be great. And then you you just give the me. keys right over to them. Hey, where do you? Where do they? Where are they going? We'll sell them. He could sell. He should sell like every one of the two <laughs> he give away, or something. For every three I get, I sell. I give one away. Yeah. Come on, man. It's like he doing it, he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Bro. I get that. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with making a little, a little money for yourself? Yeah. I get it. A flood of cash <laughs> has also poured into his GoFundMe page. I don't even... Uh, what is he... The parts. No, no, you got to buy yeah. parts? Good point. Fair. Fair point. I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, the page has received $129,000, and he has wow. thousands of notes from folks offering their help and services to assist his mission. Someone even donated a flatbed truck to help him move the cars... Hmm. All from all over the country. Wow. He said, quote, my phone started exploding from all over the place. Um, Middleton's sister is helping organize the overwhelming response, also pouring in through Elliot's Facebook page, Middleton's Village to Village Foundation. So that's the that's the name of the foundation. Middleton's Village to Village Foundation. Whatever, whatever glowing feeling is inside me, it is just trans. It is it. It just transferred from that TV screen and went inside them. He's talking about the people who've, who've, don who've donated yeah. he said it's soul soothing what he's doing so uh, there's actually you know there's an interview and everything about him on cbs news like i said and uh yeah it's just a little short good vibe story about yeah. a guy making like i think i said something about this last week when the when the equipment was working just fine and we were able to record our both our mm -hmm. uh, stories yeah. and, and put them out to the world because it wasn't fucking stupid but i think during your story i said something like you know what a difference public transportation can make or you be or like if you can have a car now, they don't even have public transportation, but like going to the grocery store on a bus and going to a grocery store in your car with a trunk space and you can get more groceries and don't yeah. have to make more trips. You know, that kind of independence that comes with your own vehicle is huge. Yeah. So he's you giving that to what people. You carry. Exactly. Yeah. So he's gifting people that level of freedom or go to get a job. 
that's not around the corner from your house or something. Like you, you, can, the world is your oyster now. You can go to a different state or something, you know. So he's giving that to people. So shout out to that guy. That's really awesome that he's giving people that kind of um, freedom. And and I think that that's just, I think that's just beautiful. Yeah, man, having cars is, is a game changer, man. Big Back time. in the day, you get a car, see more women. That too. <laughs> <laughs> so your the women you yeah, absolutely, man. You can see women from from. York, Pennsylvania now. Yeah. Like, you're not just relegated to Maryland. Yeah, make all kinds of friends everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, so, man. shout out to Elliot Middleton, man. That was huge. I uh, think that's beautiful. Uh, great, great. How is he making money? I mean, like, is he... It's not about the money, man. He's doing something out of the kindness of his heart. I get that. But how is he making money He owns a barbecue restaurant. He's making brisket. He mm. makes his money doing barbecue. He likes working on cars. That's something he likes to do. And then he likes giving people cars. Okay. It's like he's like that's like the real that's like Robin Hood Oprah. Yeah. He's not giving you brand new cars, but he's giving you a car that he worked on. He fixed the he dropped the new transmission in that thing, changed the oil pan, yeah. other words that you know are about cars. Yeah. And he's gifting that to somebody that really needs it. Change a mother of two. Pan. Yeah, I don't know. What do you do to a car? Change the oil? My car's German. It's just all computers and oh, shit. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> Mr. Fancy give it up, Pants. Give it up for me one time in my German driving, car. Driving Audi and I didn't say I didn't say Audi, man. You said that. I didn't say that. Um, my good vibe this week is about a girl setting goals and achieving them is the path that's transformed one Olympic contender Mm. from a 17 year old with a gig under the Golden Arches to a world class athlete. Yep, taking her shot at bringing home a gold medal at the Tokyo Games. Mm. Now we all know about the story about Shikari Richardson. Yes, no, but that situation sucks. But there are other. African American male and female that are in Olympics that deserve the spotlight and worked hard to get there and and the praise are still participating. Yep, and this and this young young lady is one of them. Quenisha Burks was raised by her grandparents. As a teen, she worked long hours at McDonald's, earning what what she could to help her help support her family. Even so, she says she happily went to work each day because she saw the laborers as an investment in a bigger game plan that included attending college. So she went to. Work at McDonald's, not depressed. She went like, it's something. It's, I'm, I'm, doing I'm working towards this. something. Exactly. And she worked at McDonald's and had enough time. That's what I'm. That's what I was saying last week when we were, or whenever that was when we were talking about Shakari. So she was working at McDonald's and training to be an Olympic level athlete. Even if she didn't know trying to get into trying to get into college. Yes. Yes. Even if she didn't know the Olympics was on her horizon, she was probably working towards getting a, a track and field scholarship or whatever event that she does. Yeah. She's putting in the work of an Olympian. Yeah. Or or a world class athlete and working at McDonald's. Yeah. Whereas there's so many kids out here that are in these Olympic level sports that just. From age nine, all they do is swim. Their parents got them financially. They don't have to work a job. Your job is working to be the best swimmer that you can be. Yeah. Where this young lady had to work at McDonald's. Yeah. And in her whatever other time she had left in her day, train. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. From early on, Burks, Burks excelled at sports. In school, in high school, she realized her athletic prowess might be the ticket to a college scholarship. Initially, her choice of sports was a toss-up between basketball and track. Mm. But once she taken third at the 2012 USATF National Junior Olympics, um, her her course was set. After researching the requirements for a full ride, Burke set her goals down a paper set her do- set her goals down on paper and stuck to them. By the time she graduated from um, Hartzell High School, she earned 11 um, state track titles and a scholarship to the University of Alabama. Mm. With an impre- so that's for her to be like, what does it take for me to get a scholarship? Done. Doing oh, I it. I got to do it. Yep. 
with an impressive NCAA indoor long jump title in 2015, followed by an outdoor win in 2016, Burks racked up All-American honors. But even, but even with her many achievements, her road to Olympics um, had his own share of hurdles. I like what he did there. <laughs> in 2018, Burks finished it. Wait, finished, is that what she does? Well, she does track and field, so it's all. Oh, it's all in the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In 2018, Burks finished a disappointing fourth at the World Athletics um, Indoor Championship. The following year, her beloved grandfather passed away. Mm. One week prior to the U.S. Outdoor Track and Field Championship, understandably, her performance suffered. She was, she was raised by her grandparents, so that was a, that yeah, was a big, big loss. loss to her. Yeah. Um, by the time 2012, 2020 rolled around, Burks was back in a winning groove. Then the COVID-19 pandemic shut down most sporting events, leaving her and other hopeful um, athletes in limbo. She continued to train until a bone injury sidelined her for nearly three months. Damn. So, um, although f- forced to retrain from her usual rigorous um, activities, Burks remained determined to achieve her Olympic dreams. To keep her spirits up, she recorded a series of positive affirmations and posted them to her TikTok page. During the trials for the Tokyo Olympics, her um, tenacity paid off. At age 25, with a long jump personal best of 6.96 meters, Burks took an overall third, securing her spot on the Team USA roster. Beautiful. Yep. So shout outs to... Um, her name again i'm sorry uh quenisha burks shout out to quenisha burks yes who was putting in work going to work and doing the work yeah and made it on the um usa olympic you dropping fries by night dropping world records by you know what i'm saying like yeah. by day or whatever you know what i'm saying like that's crazy the idea that she worked fast at a fast food restaurant and was training to be an olympian yeah, yeah. is crazy yeah also, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and fade this out. Shout out to Quenisha Burks again. Shout out to uh, Mr. Middleton over, out there in South Carolina, wherever the part of South Carolina you live in. I probably won't be visiting ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. No Ubers? It's crazy. But uh, I want to mention this because uh, the uh, the NBA Finals will be de- will be decided by the time our next episode airs. Um, and Chris Paul is currently in the, in the NBA Finals. And I was reminded recently, because you know they do the, you know, profiles on the players that are in the in the finals Mm -hmm. and i was reminded of like how i was introduced to chris paul when he first got drafted uh the story of his grandfather yeah and this is also just a quick vibe story that was beautiful you know so if anybody's watching the nba finals when you look at that guy chris paul the guy with like the hazel eyes this is like one of the most beautiful basketball stories i've ever heard um chris paul was very his his grandfather was his best friend when he was in high school Mm -hmm. his grandfather died like the before one of the biggest games of, of his life in high school. He went out, his dad, his grandfather died at 61 years old. Mm-hmm. He went out, he told everybody before the game, he's like, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to score 61 points for my grandfather. Yeah. He didn't tell his parents though. Or maybe he told his dad, but he didn't tell his mom. I can't remember that, but it doesn't really matter. So he went out, balled his life out. I mean, he played the hardest game. And Chris Paul's only like 6'1". Yeah. He's a little guy. So for him to score 60 points in a game in general. Not in high school. Not... Oh. Not it's not as crazy. No. It's still, it's still hard. What score sixty one points? Yeah. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. But that he's, him, not, he's not as small. Yeah, 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 it's not as big. That's true. Yeah, but still, even even so, sixty one points is crazy. Yeah. So he gets to fifty nine with like a minute left in the game. He gets fouled. He goes to the he he well, he had sixty. He goes to the free throw line, and he he misses the lay. He misses the free throws on purpose. Gets sixty one. His coach pulls him out of the game. Doesn't score another point. Score 61 points for his grandfather. The yeah. interview him after the game was such a beautiful, touching story. 
because that was like that was his guy. And, you know, to lose that person in high school before you go on in the con- Chris Paul also, if you don't know, is like a very respectable resume outside of basketball, yeah. charitable donations, just a good dude. Now, they say he's a little chippy on the basketball court. A lot of people accuse him of being a little, a little dirty. dirty yeah. But you learn some when you're undersized. You learn some little things that give you some advantages where you can. You're playing against giants, you know. So he does some chippy shit, gets under your skin, does some shit the refs might not see. But off off the court, he's un, unequivocally, no arguments, a stand-up guy. And this guy who's like your best friend never got to see any of that. So that's a hard one to swallow. But for you to go out there and do the thing that you love and score 61 points in honor of your grandfather passing at 61, I just thought that was like a beautiful story. And when I was reminded of that, um, during the whole when he made it to the finals, they start playing all that kind of stuff. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. So I just wanted to share that again as and not just share with you, share with myself as to stop me from taking my fist, balling it up and bashing it up against this technology again. Yeah. Once again, I apologize for not having my well, I have my story. <laughs> my story's done. And it's great. It's great. It yeah. led to some great conversations, but it just didn't work out how it was supposed to. So uh, I apologize for that. Friend, do you have any recommendations before we get out of here? Okay. I saw Space well, Jam. How was it? It was okay. I fell asleep, but it was okay. But see, that's his <laughs> thing before we get out of here, because I just want to put this message out there to people. See, LeBron is going to be forever. <clears throat> his legacy is going to be forever. <clears throat> Jesus. All right. I got something in my throat. Yeah. His legacy is going to be forever entrenched with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Well, let me. Why you? Why I don't know you die. Let me. Let me. Let me get my thought about Space Jam out real quick. Sorry. So Space Jam. What I thought. Now I I know it's not Space Jam two. Yeah. Okay. Space Jam one. Space Jam one. I I mean like it's not Space Jam two. It's not that. That's not the name. Yes. Yes. It's not a sequel. Right. So, but what I thought was, I thought it was still going to be the type of same plot as are back. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, it kind of is, but I thought it was going to be the same storyline as the first one, Michael Jordan. In it. Okay. Now, I thought, I didn't think it was going to be a reimagining about Michael, Michael, I mean, LeBron James. You thought it was still going to be about Michael Jordan? No, I just thought it was going to be like LeBron James is an NBA player. They recruiting him to play against yeah. monster. That's not, the story is about LeBron James, LeBron James being this incredible basketball player. That's what Space Jam's about. Michael Jordan being. A whole life story of Michael Jordan? No, it's not. They're his kids, are, not his real kids, but his family life is in that. Him playing baseball, other NBA players. The Also, the first Space Jam, I know we watched it as kids and whatever, but it's a shitty kids movie. Like it's, It is. We don't have to like have like, oh my God, Space Jam 2 is no Space Jam. As if it's Sophie's Choice or some Oscar worthy. It's a fucking, it's like, it's Space Jam is, an, like, I want to say this, I don't want to be disrespectful because it's. I loved the movie. It's sacred to me. But it's like, on the same level as Shazam of Kazam, but I'm not. This is but, like a NBA player did a movie. He just happened to be Michael Jordan. But I'm. But I get. But they. But it is they his did, life story. Is in that though. His kids. His kids are no, no, involved no, 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 in no, no, it and no, no. stuff. And he's his life story is in the, is in the story as him being the NBA player playing and they baseball. Were, and they steal him because he's Michael Jordan. Because he's Michael. He's I the get best that. Player. I get that. But and it wasn't Michael Jordan as a in college being a great college basketball player in North Carolina. Oh, that they was do his whole life story. They do his whole life and high, they show high school clips of him and and playing. That's why I was like, wait, what? That was his movie, man. He can do what he wants to I do. I get bro. it, but that was I, I don't know. I, you thought it was too much about LeBron? I think it was not way too much about. about I love LeBron, my favorite player, but that, I think it was. You that, it was too, I didn't think too, that was. Necessary. You thought it was like too much, like patting himself on the back. It was like a documentary, and it was like I'm Bad gonna also aliens. play with the Looney Tunes in basketball. <laughs> 
I just I, I didn't expect that. My whole thing is like my whole my whole thing is like it's a it's a kids movie. So like if there's cartoons and stuff in it and you know some little kids jokes, that's what really matters. I don't like seeing. I'm not saying that this is you, but I'm just saying I don't like seeing 30 year old men being butthurt about the movie. Like this is this movie was trash. I didn't say but that. I, 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 I said it's not you. Oh, okay, but there are men in their 30s and 40s being like. This is not my Space Jam. Well, Space Jam was her. I don't think it was that good of a movie. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, when it was a good movie? When you were six. Yeah. You watch it, you're like, oh, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, mm. Bugs Bunny. Oh, oh, Lola I've seen Bunny. It, I've seen it, Sophie, while I've seen it recently, I'm like, he got sucked down a golf hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, like, it's ridiculous. That's not realistic at all. What's name is in the movie? The guy who plays the mailman and <laughs> Simon. The Newman. Newman. And I don't know why. He just is like a fan of Michael Jordan. Bill Murray pops up in it for some reason randomly. It's a stupid movie that was fun. Chuck is in it. He, he sucks at basketball all of a sudden. <laughs> it was a movie that was just fun at the time. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, and I think that that's how you should treat Space Jam. And I don't think that anybody who's like, I was a kid when Space Jam with Michael Jordan came out. And also it's that whole thing. What I was saying before I almost died. I don't know yeah, what yeah. that was. But what I was trying to say was LeBron will forever be entrenched with Michael Jordan. Yeah. So people are always going to be like, in anything, in anything, yeah, yeah. his his actual game on the court, and now he did this movie with the same title as a Michael Jordan movie. It's like this movie sucks compared to the original Space Jam. I think that's why he he did it like that. I think the way he did, it, I think he did it like that on purpose to be different. Because he was like, it's not Space Jam two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's so he had to find ways to make it as different from the original yeah, yeah, Space yeah. Jam as possible, but also f- saw the opportunity to make a very lucrative. Fun movie for kids. He has a kid. Yeah. That his daughter Zuri's like seven. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I want to make a kids movie for kids to be able to go see. And he is Michael Jordan to these kids. Yeah, it's crazy to think that. But like LeBron James is now the elder statesman. Yeah. I know that there's kids that are like liking the new young John ja Morant and all the new young kids. But like LeBron is still like at the mountaintop with a like a reverence about him. Yeah, all the all the young players respect LeBron James. He is the he is. The new Michael Jordan. I'm not saying that it have anything to do with his stats, but like he's looked at the way Michael Jordan was looked at in 1998. Yeah. Whereas like it's Mike, Mike's 35 or however old he was in 1998, but it's Mike. Yeah. He's the best in the game. You know, he might be the best ever. He's respected by everybody. Want everybody coming for the throne. He's the one on the throne. LeBron's the one on the throne now. That's un that's un not up for debate. You want to talk about Kevin Durant being better than him skill-wise? Steph Curry being more fun, or that's cool. But when you talk about worldwide celebrity and a, a, a spokesperson for the game and who they call when it's like, hey, we th- we're thinking about changing a rule. Yeah, they call LeBron James. They don't call <laughs> Steph Curry. Yeah, when the when when the bubble was, if LeBron would have been like, I'm not going to the NBA bubble, then the season would have been canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean by he's the Michael Jordan. Everybody knew once LeBron said the Lakers are going to Orlando, then basketball's coming back. I don't think Jimmy Butler has the same pull to do that as no. LeBron James. No. If Jimmy Butler would have been like, well, I want to play, but LeBron's not going, then we're just going to we're gonna take too much of a hit financially, LeBron not being involved. So uh, never mind. We'll come back next year. <laughs> so that's what I mean. But my recommendations, Space Jam, I got to check it out. I'm going to check it out yeah. because I, with all that being said, I am an adult, but – I like I love LeBron James and I like the Looney Tunes and Space Jam. It'll be a nostalgic watch and maybe it'll be too much LeBron or whatever, but whatever. I'm gonna check it out and it's free on HBO Max. Yep. 
Um, my recommendation again before I get out of here, Dr. Death. Yes, you have to get Peacock, but it's worth it. There's so many good things on Peacock, and this show is fantastic. It's got Joshua Jackson in it, as I mentioned before. Dr. Death, if you don't watch the watch the show, listen to the podcast. It's just such an enthralling story. It's crazy that this really happened. It's a true story, Dr. Death. Check it out. It's so great. Anyway, again, I'm going to apologize one last time before I hit the music. Or while I hit the music. I'm really sorry that I didn't have a story this week, but it wasn't my fault. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week with the story. Deuces. <laughs>